Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Eli Mefford and Peyton Hughes, two Kentucky-based MMA fighters. Really enjoy the conversation today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Here we go. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by, I've got returning guest, Eli Mefford is in studio with me. Eli, how are you, sir? Man, I'm doing good. Appreciate you coming on. And then I also have Peyton Hughes. Peyton, I think I did an episode with you one time over Zoom, maybe? Yep. Yep. That sounds right. That's the only episode really I've ever done with you, I yep. think. But so two returning guests made the trek from Lexington to Louisville today. Appreciate you guys coming in town. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Absolutely. I appreciate you having us coming on a Sunday because trying to get to Louisville during the weekday yeah. is, is just a, is a mess and it's not my favorite ride. But yeah, I appreciate you having us on here. Certainly. Yep. Yep. Thanks for having us. You guys both train at Four Seasons in Lexington. Is that accurate? Currently, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah, we do a little bit of mo- our home base is the four. Then we, you know we'll go to like Georgetown, get some working with those guys. And yeah, you know how it is. You got to cross train, man. You can't you can't be in one place. You know, um, there's just a lot of great talent in the state. You know, um, and I don't want to say you can't find it all in one place, but you know it's like I'll, I'm training at hybrid, or I was training at hybrid for a little bit with okay. Sean Stefanik. Yep. Um, you know he's like 12 time world champion kickboxer. You know so. I like to go in there and get punched by him, you know, and then go do jujitsu over he, the four, you know. Does he fuck you up with kickboxing? Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, he's good. Okay, I, I I know he's good. Yeah, but I mean, you're not bad. Right, right, right. Well, does he fuck you up? I just let's, don't let's think be he's real. Trying. No, I'm just, yeah, just, he's uh, you're pretty big too. You're he's not. I'm tall. about. You know, How tall are you? Because Ben about, said when he got in the cage with you, he was like, holy fuck, I didn't know he was this big. Yeah, 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, what do they have we it have on top? What do you listed a topology as? 
<laughs> what's that? What's that smile creeping across I your think face ba- for? Are you being deceptive, or did you you signed up when you were short? I think Brandon Higdon put it as five ten. Okay. <laughs> Are you still listed as five ten? I think so. And yeah. you're how tall? Six two. Yeah. He had a growth spurt when you know when he first shortly started after signing up for tapology. Yes, oh, yeah. surely. Oh okay. man, no, my whole tapology got hacked one time. Did it? That had me like, oh, where are you fighting out of? Out of the streets of? What was it? What was it? I don't the, think it got hacked. I think you got. I think somebody didn't like me at the time, and uh, someone had access to someone it. Someone had yeah. access to it, and they had me fighting out of the. Might streets. as well go ahead and say it. Who do you think did that? Oh, nah, we ain't got to. <laughs> we ain't got to do all that. I have a tapology because I did that match against Brandon Bishop, and I put oh, a yeah. bunch of nicknames in there and shit. You That's can get pretty weird with it. They let you do whatever you want. Right, you can put anything yeah. you want in, in between the lines, and if you have access to that, dude, you could just. You could, you could make it. You can make a whole new identity. If Eli was to. fighting out of FCDC. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's what it was. That's and the, what it was. the gym was the uh, the streets. Um, I think you can. I think it's still on there. I no don't think. I, I don't think I've changed. I think Brandon ch- tweaked some of it, but he kept what he liked it on. There. Oh my god! Does Brandon own Tapology or something? Brandon, who owns Higdon? That? Higdon. I don't think so, but I assume he probably knows the people who run it. I think he knows most. Most people in the MMA world, it seems. Yeah, I'm coming to find out that it's such a small world. You, you know, if, if you've got a good enough website, anybody almost believe with anything. You know, so uh, it still says here, Peyton Hughes, you're 25 years old. That is accurate. Yep. So you're still young as shit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, five foot ten, according to Tapology. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it like that. Yeah, it's um, crazy. Uh, Van Horn, Darren Van Horn, our world boxing champion. guy. Yeah, in four he'll, seasons. he'll ask me every day. I come in, he's like. How old's that kid? He'd be talking about Peyton. And I'm like, he's 25. He said, no way. Because I, th- I think what happens is they, they they saw Peyton when he came in when he was 15. And yeah. they just, they can never get the 15-year-old out of their head. Because you always remember people how you first met him, you know. Now, uh, Eli, it says you're 45 years old. So you're <laughs> <laughs> it does say 45 for Eli Mefford. Is yep. that I'm 39, so I mean you're just a little older than me. Just a little bit, man. I you know, I just I just look a little young, you know. What do you do for that? Are you you know, they say stem that, cell crack or something? Don't, they say oh, crack don't uh, what, what The crack it? makes you young? Yeah, it makes okay. you young. Okay. Young. Something like that. I uh, nah, man. Joking. I, <laughs> Joking. I, 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 I'm awesome. We need to clarify. Yeah, if uh, the commission's no. listening. If no. you're doing crack, then you're probably not showing up at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. No, right no. at 10, no. like you said. Or teaching the 5 a.m. jujitsu class. Do you yeah. te- teach 5 a.m. jujitsu? Yeah, class? man. I do. I do. I did it. I'm doing it. I don't know why. I get over ambitious once I start teaching a class. I'm like, I can do this every day. So, how many 5 a.m. classes are you teaching a week? Three. Really? I teach Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, I Very get cool. up. I get these guys going. They actually come from Richmond, and they're—I mean, dude, they're—they're they're a handful to deal with because they're—they're huge, dude. I'm this little fellow. They like awesome. firefighters or something? No, they—they're bodybuilders. And okay, it's a group wanting, of guys who are bodybuilders yeah, who decided and, to get into jujitsu. Yeah, and they want to learn how to do it. I'm like, well, all you guys need to know how to do is how to stand up and how to hold someone down. Okay. And they got the hold down part well, and they can get up because they can just they just they don't have to use all jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Like it just shows you that like once you get so strong, yeah. They they say that jujitsu is for the small man, but after a certain size, it just doesn't work for the smaller man. It's, it's weight classes for reason, and yeah, no. But they they they're learning slowly but surely how to get their hips in, like because that's what they that's what they're man. Man, my knees don't get in. I'm like, well. 
weightlifting has a huge effect on that because you're not used to using those little muscles that jiu-jitsu provides for you. But once you get those using, I mean, dude, they're a handful to deal with. They've got the strength already. They just have to get the flexibility with them. Eli, you're not 45 years old. How old are you? I'm 25. You guys are the same age? Yeah. yeah. How long have you two known each other? Eight, 19. Since 19? Maybe yeah. six years. Six mm-hmm. years. Both met training at Four Seasons? Yep. 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 Peyton came in. I remember uh, I started in 2016. I was 18. And uh, Peyton was working the cookout at the time up in Bowling Green. And then uh, December rolled around and Peyton was coming back from cookout. And I saw him, and I immediately hated him. I don't know why. I just I could just see it. And Good-looking like, fellow, you know. <laughs> I was like, man, I, this new new kid coming to the gym, dog, I've only been coming here for like three months, and everybody's hyping him up. I'm like, who's this okay. guy? Because <laughs> you already trained there? Yeah, yeah, he'd already been training. And I, you know. I, he had I, taken some time off while you were gone. Eli started training. Started training. And I'm like, man, dude, I'm like, he coming in. He's tall, man. Like, man, he's already done this. I'm like, no, I can get him. I can get him. No, Just got to no. go real hard. Right, right. No, but we <laughs> ended up started training, and then, uh, uh, no, we ended up becoming best as a friend, you know, yeah. just, uh, over time. You guys had some hard rounds, though. Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. 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 No, his, you know, his tooth maybe one time. I ain't <laughs> I'm sorry? What was <laughs> that? Nothing, nothing. His tooth? <laughs> we, got spar- we got a sparring without a mouthpiece one time, uh, and he chipped my tooth, so he likes to tell everybody about it. Oh, okay. Is it still chipped? Uh, yeah, I got to get a dentist, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. I see a little chip. Just That's a little, a just, just a little baby chip, you know. Yeah, and then we started fighting. I mean, that summer we we fought on that Shepherdsville card, and then who'd you fight against on that card? Actually, the first it was the um, turf turfway turf card. Yeah, turf it was the turfway card. Um, I fought. So you probably fought against Brandon Wren. Brandon Wren. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That was your second was fight of your career. I was there for your first one. I was not at the turfway show. Yep. For whatever Ryan reason. Hutchinson and the turfway and then Peyton fought that. That's actually, hey, Kelly, pull that up. You, you'll like that one. Hard Rock MMA, 89. Pender against Fritz. Fritz beat Pender with a Kimura. Donnie Ballou against Eugene Barrett. Jamel fought. Jamal, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, beat Brandon Kayser with via guillotine. That was his pro debut. Okay. Tony Parker fought at 195 back when he was just a little bit smaller. Um, Kelsey Hildall. Vincent Stutzel. Kalen Kump, Peyton Hughes beat Robert Dempsey via first round knockout. Was that a close fight? It no. was just a. It was a action packed fight. It was action packed thirty seconds. Right. They yeah. came out. They threw some hands. Peyton threw a head kick. Old buddy threw the standing switch kick. Yeah, he it, caught me with my hands down. Hit me. Kick me in the head. Did he? It, yeah. yeah. And that, that wake you up. You're like, oh fuck, I'm going all out now. Yeah. Well, you know, it kind of pissed me off at the time. <laughs> Like, who the fuck do you think you are kicking me in my head? That was the one time I, I was able to thank my training partners for beating my ass in practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never really enjoy it in the moment. Sure. But then when you get into a competition and you get hit hard by somebody else, and you're like, oh, like that really didn't hurt that bad. Thank God that didn't completely shake me because I'm used to it. Yeah. And yeah. that's it literally, you know, what you like to tell people nowadays is like, you'd rather have your teammates whoop your ass than somebody you don't know whoop your ass in front of a couple hundred people. Oh, yeah. Especially like taking on the role, like, well, like, being the night, seeing myself as a nineteen-year-old when I'm learning everything, I'm want, I'm want to learn all these different moves. And then, as Peyton said, they just hand, you're just getting handed an ass whooping every single day. And then now in our role as coaches, we're coaches and fighters. 
we got a uh, we got this whole new generation coming in. We got the eighteen and nineteen year olds. We got this wrestling crew in. Yeah, we've got these kids fighting Muay Thai, and it's like, man, if if we're nice to them, they don't learn nothing. Yeah, you can sit there and tell them, hey, get, have your hands up and your chin down, and you can only say that once. You know, so many times before you're like frustrated. You're like, all right, I'm fucking hit you. I've, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've got to. Yeah. I, I have to. Like, because just you know, the words don't register. Right, so yeah. but a punch registers. In order time. to be a good training partner, you know, I'm not saying you knock the piss out of them. In all seriousness, a little bit yeah. of pain, yeah. a little bit of pain up front. You do got to touch them though. You know, it makes sense. I, I, I've I've said before, if you're like a boxing or kickboxing coach, there's no job where you have to fucking. I guess in the military or something where you have to be super fucking honest. Right. Yeah. No. If you're not like, hey, put your fucking hands up. You're not doing your job. Exactly. Right. right. Or, or move your fucking head. Move this head. Hit him with a noodle or something. Exactly. You've right. got to be honest somehow. And showing them like different, like sometimes you got to just break things down a little bit slower for some people. Like, you know. Like, yeah. We, I mean, we, we kind of, we had the old school coaches, you know, Stoney Dennis, Michael Donald, Michael Seals. Those were the guys that really like put us through the ringer. And, um, you know, we, we learned the hard way a little bit. You could say, um, not that the newer generation, you know, can't learn a hard way it's just i feel like there's just only one way to learn it like you got to learn by doing it so many times and like you you'll go through all the stages of like i it's not like i don't think they're being disobedient as their coaches i think they're just trying to find new ways to implement some fighting styles but none of those work like they'll drop their hands or low their hands, but they really don't know what they're doing with fundamentals win fights fundamentals win fights man that's it hands up chin down don't overextend yourself. If they if if you see them rushing, then you just got to use a little finesse. But if they're not doing anything, that uh, that's what we want. We want them to make them look like the heavy bag, and you start just beating them up. Well, like Eli said, like we we got a group of younger guys coming in, and you know I'm still young myself for the sport. You know, a lot of guys in the UFC, a lot of champions are in their 30s, mid 30s, um, and uh, to be 25 and to see this newer group come in, it's a it's a wake up call. Like you know. I also just got promoted to purple belt in jiu-jitsu. Congratulations. Yep. By Mike then, O'Donnell? Uh, yep, by okay. Michael O'Donnell. And then immediately got tapped by a white belt. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but we were wrestling Nogi and, you know, whatever, whatever. But uh, That's it. I appreciate you, you know. Well, I mean, why not? What, tell me about that white belt, though. Oh, Is he I, big? Strong as fuck. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, strong yeah. as hell. Um, That's interesting. What did, he get, what did he get you with? Well... Because you've got good jujitsu, I think you showed that in one of your recent fights, right? I mean, that's. I don't want to downplay this kid, but I also uh, getting the purple belt has realized that everyone's coming for me. You know what sure, I'm saying? Yeah. So they're not. You know, I like to. This is my personal style that I felt when I train is I like to let somebody like I like to feel what they're about to. You know what I'm saying? Like give them sure an opportunity to start moving a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And I just got a little lazy and. um I didn't know this kid. Was, were you in? You were Nogi. Yeah, Nogi. And he's been training with Troy Patterson, a recently promoted black belt. Who's been okay. training since he was fifteen. He's one of the youngest black belts in the state. Knows all the jujitsu. Man, he knows all the jujitsu. I, I mean, he's it. Michael O'Donnell's prodigy. Man, he's a killer. Did he get you with like a rear naked choke or something? Yeah, I, you? you know, I turtled up a little bit, you know, and and uh, got a little lazy. Tucked my stuck much, and he just snatched it. And sure. I was like, oh, you know. I like to get myself as close to it, like with newer guys. I like to get myself as close to a submission as possible, mm-hmm. but being submitted to fight out of it, right? That's that's one thing that you want to do as an MMA fighter is 
everybody wants to be good, knock people out, and choke people. But can you get out of being choked and then continue to fight? Can Ooh. you get punched and then continue? To, that's that's what it comes down to. That's where the heart and the grit comes in. So, um, but you know, here recently, I've I've realized that I can't uh, let them get that close anymore. Yeah. You know, I gotta I gotta play it a little tighter. You know, especially what I'm if it's one of those. White belts who's strong as fuck. Strong yeah. as fuck. Because that uh, does matter if they get, you know, whatever it is. And a great base in. of jiu-jitsu. You know what I'm saying? As, as soon as they get, I let them just get a little too far into the chin and couldn't fight it out. But that's jiu-jitsu, man. That's the beauty of it. Um, you know, I'm not going to come in here and act like, oh, I just got my purple belt and, and I'm a killer. I mean, I think, like, sometimes you get promoted and um, you need to grow into that a little bit. Sure. You know what I'm saying? There are different levels to that's each a, rank. I mean, you talk yeah. to some people. Like, I remember when Jacob Couch was a blue belt. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Right. Well, they I was, say you don't want to put... I was a blue belt. I was like, what the fuck kind of... Wait, I saw who some, determines this? I saw some exactly. the other day. It's like, you don't want to put somebody in a belt that they can't hold. Okay. You know? Yep. Like, it's yep. like, as a coach, you got to see, like... Sure. How There's got to be standards. got to be. Because uh, you don't want to put up... You don't want to put a purple belt in a brown belt when blue belts are still getting the purple belt because they can't defend it. Well, but fuck if they, you, Eli. I just I'm, told I'm, you I'm, what, what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm getting, you're you're going to grow into your purple belt. Like, right, there's right, gonna, right. None, none of the blue belts and white belts should be getting you when you're on your A game. Like That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but, and that's that's what it comes down to. It's like training and competition are two different things, and you guys that come in, they're like, oh, shit, I caught you with this or that. And it's like, well, I mean, we're training. We're training. You know what yeah, I'm saying? You don't get wins in the it, gym. And now some people do take the There's wins. no life or death situation here. Like I wouldn't even let you take my back. And get in that position if we were in a competition. Now, could you have gotten it? Yeah, fuck, that's the beauty of jujitsu, man. Was it legit? Yes. Yeah. In that bait specific little situation, but I mean, don't Did you read, grab don't read too much into that. Yeah, yeah. Legit, because uh, you guys were there and you were playing around and working on maybe your defense or maybe he I started do, on your back or whatever it was. I do have a bad habit of not warming up. <laughs> I, like to, I like to come in, set my bag down, and jump on the mat. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So uh, there's a lot of that, too. I feel like I do better when... You know, I do, I, I run my little mile. We got a little loop that we run, run a little mile, you know what I'm saying? Shadow box a little bit with the weights, you know, and then get in there and spar. And then you're, like, doing way better than you would if you just walked in cold, you know. Um, it just, I was talking to my buddy is. the other day, actually. We were, uh, I, I came in, I did an ice bath at Peyton's the other day. And okay. I, and I, after, I, I was feeling good. I was like, man, my legs are pretty heavy. And then the next day at the gym, I went for a run. I was like, man, dude, my legs are still heavy. And I got in the gym. Because normally I just get to the gym. I just go for a run. I get my I get my guys together. We go run, get back, and then we start go right into hand fighting. And then my buddy John Smith, who, who's, he's one of the guys at the gym who's, who's pretty slick with his jiu-jitsu. He, uh, I'm talking to him. I'm like, dude, my legs are just not, like, they're not underneath me right now. And he's like, he said, did you warm up? I was like, no. He said, dude, you're getting old. You're not 18 no more. Mm. Like you can't. You do. it's crazy to see the difference at the age of 25 when I train from when I was 18. Sure, 18. I just come in. I could just hop on the mats. I could just roll with whoever I wanted to roll. 25. I'm like, man, if I don't at least like do a couple pre squats before I yeah, yeah, stretch, like, stretch a little, stretch, bit. Just <laughs> a little bit, you know, just like, and then I, I, I just it's it's the development, and then you just always hear the older guys like, wait till you get older. Sure, wait till you get older. So, uh. Did you watch those fights last night? I saw Robbie Lawler's knockout. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's an awesome way to go out. What else uh, was significant from that card? The last four fights, the main of it, honestly, I can't believe Robert Whitaker got beat like the way he did by Duplice. Mm -hmm. I thought, I thought, Duplessis. Duplessis. And then 
I, I feel like the WWE's kind of getting a little. I hate how they're coming in the cage and doing that face off shit. I think, like, man, if I win a fight, give me my moment. We'll do that shit later. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, catch I me. Mean, catch me backstage like Jorge Masvidal, you know, and then we can amp it up from there. But and don't ruin my moment in front of all these. But I just want to fight. I just trained fucking two, three months for. Sure. And you want to come in here and, you know, it's just, it's too WWE for me. It's uh, too, yeah, too much of a circus at that and point. And I get you're trying to sell the fight. Yeah, more. yeah, I guess the other, the devil's advocate against what you guys are saying would be, do you want to make a fuck a of money? Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or you want to make just a little. But, like, realistically, Peyton, your one loss on your record is to a guy who's in the UFC. Right, yeah, Trevor Pete. Right. Mm-hmm. You're 25, so, I mean, you could make a run. Yeah, for sure. That's that's why I'm, you know, I've I've stayed an amateur so long, and I haven't fought as much as I probably could have. Mm-hmm. Um, is because I feel like, um, just just the the gears aren't clicking just yet. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to I don't want to have a bad run. I don't want to, you know, be push in the, it be in the wrong environment. I don't want to push it. I I know that, um, you, you know, you look at the ages. You know what I'm saying? Like. A young fighter in the UFC is my age. Sure. That's very young. Um, so, if I do well and I'm in the right environment at the right place at the right time, I could, you know, go four, five, six, and oh. For sure. In two years. Get a shot. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time you're 27, 28. If you were ready, you know. Have you been training nonstop since you were young? No, I mean, I've I've gotten uh, full-time jobs here and there, you know. I uh, took on a lot of responsibility when I was young. And um, responsibility being, I think you take care of, is it a brother? I, I did take care of my little brother for a uh, little over a year. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had to take custody of him and um, he lived with me. But neither of you all have any kids? No. No. Um, we just have a gym. Yeah. But yeah, just, I, I took on a lot of obligations. Like, I, I didn't choose to stay at home. Um, I got a truck payment. Gotcha. Okay. And then I eventually, I started a construction company. To, to pay the bills, you know. Cause That's I your fighter name is Handyman. Yep. Peyton the Handyman Hughes. Also you, taking care of two kids. And well, uh, somebody yeah, else's yeah, kids yeah, was yeah, our... Right, right, right. You're taking care of two kids? I was. was. Okay. Was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, um, yeah, man, just... Uh, I, I, I let the uh, athlete in me, you know, get away for a little while and kind of just got blinded by life's responsibilities, what happens, and, um, you know... You take a couple months off, six months, or, you know, injuries, things happen. So, have I always been in the gym 12 months out of the year for the last 10 years? No. You know, you, just honest. You know, one thing you'll learn about me is I'm completely transparent. I got nothing to lie about, right? Because I think that's what makes, you know, your character is just the honesty. I think people appreciate the reality of things. Who, who wants to hear, like, I could have been like, oh, yeah, bro, I was fucking training, bro. Yeah, but always the first guy in the gym, last guy to leave. Right, but <laughs> for ten we, years straight, we all know that's bullshit. <laughs> we all know that's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? If that was the case, I would be in the UFC right now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sure. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I just uh, just let it get away from me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I thought the bills were more important and um, wasn't really financially savvy in the Ooh. fact of uh, you know what. How much of a truck payment can I afford? In hindsight, or, was the truck a bad di- idea? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. Appreciate um, that's honesty right there. Yeah, man. Uh, well, I mean, it was a business decision, but I could have made a a better one. Um, and you, you know, I, 
I never got behind, but I was always cutting it close, you know, and, and never missed a payment, but, but your whole financial picture was revolving around, you got to make this fucking truck overhead truck you know, payment. Well, yeah. Running the company, you know, when you got $7,000 a month in overhead and you're running a small company, you know, you and another guy, maybe you've got a, why 7,000 truck payment. What kind of truck? Uh, shit. 2,500 Dodge Cummins. You still have it? Long bed, crew cab, tow package, leather interior, Laramie, Longhorn. You still have it? <laughs> uh, technically, yeah, but it's sitting on a car lot. Why? Ready to be sold. So if anybody out there wants to buy a truck, 59999 you can have this truck. $60,000. How many miles? Uh, 85,000. Okay. So a nice truck. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm really just trying to sell it to get out. That's what I owe. It's about 60. So I'm willing to even put a couple grand up. Sure. Plus the truck. Just to take it off my hands. Truck like that'll run a long fucking time too. Yeah. Oh, I mean, three, 400,000 miles, you know? So, um, I bought it cause I had dumpsters. I had a dumpster company for a little while. I had a couple of 10 yard dumpsters. I'd rent out to people, um, you know, construction, re- people cleaning their house out and whatnot. And um, I got caught between construction and dumpsters, a dumpster company, construction company. But I bought the truck thinking it would be able to do both. Sure. And in reality, I really just needed a truck of that caliber for the dumpsters because the dumpsters weigh about 8,000 pounds. Or the trailer with the dumpsters, 8,000 pounds, plus you're putting two, three ton in there. So you're pulling 14,000 pounds, you know, almost at CDL um, consistently. So you can't do that with just a regular gas truck. Okay. So, but... All being said, you live and you learn, man. Business decisions. Um, yeah, uh, if anybody's out there listening, you know, just I'd say if you got a passion or a dream, you know what I'm saying, don't let numbers and business and uh, try to pay the bill. Like, I'm going to be able to do that when I'm 40, sure. 50, right. 30. I mean, you know. Fighting's a young man's game. I almost gave all that up at 23, 22 years old because I wanted to run a business and I wanted to, you know, make a million dollars. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing, but that will happen. There's nothing, there's no doubt at least in my you mind were that trying. that will happen. At least you were trying something. You made yeah. a couple of mistakes. You're work, still working toward that goal, right? You still want to make some fucking money, right? Of course, but I'm also trying to be mentally sure, yeah, stable you gotta make the, and mentally happy. A lot of people who own... Uh, successful businesses you dive in and they owned some other type of business first and it fell through and shit like that oh multiple yeah most successful business owners seem like they had fucked up some business venture prior they knew they wanted to be a business owner for a long time tried something fucked it up learned from it yep adjusted a hundred percent uh you live and you learn too um and with the right practices you can start a really successful company and build it in a year or two Mm. so again if I plan on living until I'm 60, 70, 60, 60 is where I'm coming from. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, I got, I got a couple more opportunities to do that. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to take another run at fighting and competing and I'm going to get myself, uh, all the way back into the mix, uh, in order to brand myself and build my name. Cause I almost like, that's, that's what I'm known as, man. Since high school, I mean, I've always been, the MMA fighter and, you know, training people, training kids and things like that. You know, most of my business came from people from the gym, Sure, you know? Um, and then that, you know, obviously snowballs word of mouth to other people. Uh, and about, that's, that's my biggest platform we should say. Sure. And, um, I need to utilize it to help myself 
in the future. Sure. You know, so I'm going to, I'm going to do what I can, you know, if I can, if I can get to the big stage, to the big platforms, you know, good marketing for your handyman. hundred percent free marketing. Free oh, marketing. he definitely can. It's just, it's just showing up. It's just showing up, showing up to the gym. Not every single day. Cause that's kind of what I'm doing. And it's, uh, not taking in. Eli's huge. putting in two, three days. <laughs> Right now, Peyton, you're a recently promoted purple belt. Eli, you're a purple or brown belt? What's purple belt? Purple belt, also. Purple okay, belt, yeah, I've been purple belt for about three or four years. Okay, now. I remember you got that a while ago. Time goes by so fucking fast. You teach three five a.m. classes a week. Is are those gi classes? So I do teach a gi on Wednesdays. Uh, so I teach the five a.m. Then I got midway wrestlers coming at noon, and then I also teach a noon class, and they help me out with that. They're helping me with my wrestling right now because I'm fighting a D1 wrestler. Mm. It's coming straight from college wrestling to MMA. Damn. So When's that fight? August 11th. So for those who don't know, Eli Mefford has just signed a contract recently to fight for Bellator. Bellator okay. 298. That's right. I did. I did see that, and then yeah. So they just. What's crazy is everyone thinks I have some like in in route, like some in wave with Bellator. Like, how'd you get them, dude? How'd you get? How'd you get the fight? They just mess. Someone messaged me on Instagram and said, "Hey, do you want to fight?" On here, hold on. Let me pull it up because I think it's hilarious. Literally, I mean, I I couldn't believe it myself. Uh, It just, just. it, this how small the world is is what I'm saying. I couldn't believe like you know you think you are, you know I've watched Eli man he's he's such a stand up guy. He'll fight anybody. Look at his record. I mean I've seen him exchange the person he's gonna fight with his gloves on. The hands take gloves on. And they're like you're not fighting this guy. You're fighting someone in a bigger weight class. Uh, and you're like I'm down. That's literally what happened. I know I was there. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Eli's a dog, man, and I think, you know, no one deserves it more than him right now. He's definitely putting in the work. And um, just you got to be ready. That's the other thing is, you know, about myself, like running off and trying to run a construction company and, and forgetting about training is like, man, I'm. you could be just one Instagram DM away from fighting in front of millions of people. So yeah. where'd this guy wrestle at? He's from Iowa. He's from Iowa, and then he went to Minnesota. Damn. So, so that tells me he couldn't. Co- country. I mean, he, what, what that tells me is he couldn't compete in Iowa, so he had to go somewhere <laughs> else. So I'm so I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'm. Uh, what, it was, what, was it? You wrestling. wrestled in high school. Yeah, I wrestled in high school. I've been re- grappling for the last seven years, dude. I've seen and I've been going against some of the best, dude. Sure. I, I mean, it's nothing nothing new to me to go against some uh, highly decorated grappler. I'm just this is Eli's fight for real. I mean, does he does he have an amateur record? I don't see one on tapology. That's interesting. Isn't no it? fights. Isn't that interesting? That Even is, that no is. amateur fights, no professional fights, fighting in Bellator for the first time ever. So what I'm uh, here's my theory. My theory is that the man that that his he got with some manager because what they're doing right now is they're propping up all these D one yeah, wrestlers. Bo Nichols, you know, you you saw the yeah. you see the dude that they fed to Bo Nichols last yeah, night. That was not didn't appear to be the whole card kind of right. No, I mean mm-hmm. I ain't gonna go too deep into it, but I mean I got. My I mean theories. boxing's been doing that for a long time, so it right. does make sense for the sake of business development and shit like that. Right, like, this is our next star, that type of shit. Right, but if someone comes in and plays spoiler. 
That still is. That's a, still I mean, you're not going in there to lose, are you? No, I didn't yeah. plan on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 no. I put. I'm putting all this time. I'm putting two days in. I'm no. I'm training three times. I'm getting up at the five a.m., twelve p.m., and five p.m. classes. You know, and I'm I'm not overexerting myself. I know how to train smart. I know yeah. what I'm looking for. I'm looking for duration. I'm not looking for the instant win. I'm not. I know I'm not. I'm going in to fight fifteen minutes. Yeah. Everything I do is fifteen minutes long with intensity. And I bring that intensity. I was even watching my very first fight. I was like, man, I fought five and a half minutes as intense as I could. Ryan Hutchinson. Ryan Hutchinson. I was, I was like, so how do I take that and do it for a long duration of time? We're also, we're also, you know, looking in really hard to the physiology of fighting, uh, you know, recovery. Um, you know, we're consulting, you know, professionals on, you know, the right supplements to take nothing you know, obviously illegal you saw you know but like even your daily vitamins people aren't taking their vitamins you know what i'm saying um taking your vitamins uh when to do ice baths how long you know i mean we're really looking into how to recover the body when you're training three hours a day or three times a day you know multiple hours of the day um this re- it, this fight really has uh, so my buddy called me the other day and he asked me he said if you wouldn't have taken if the if bellator didn't hit you up would you have taken fight fighting series and I had to answer that honestly. I had to because I hadn't been taking it serious. I hadn't been taking it because, I mean, I'm 0-4. Like, if you look at it, you're like, oh, something's going on. And yeah. it's obviously – and, like, we were talking about last night, dude, all these guys were fighting for money. And that's what happened to me. I started fighting for money. I wasn't fighting to fight. I wasn't fighting for nobody. I was just fighting for the to selfish. be a true martial artist, you know. Right. I, was, I, I didn't have no training camp. I was just – I would show up uh, Nathan with Nathan Manus for a week and be like – can I do this? And I he just that. beat the shit out of me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then, he, get, then he, he like gets me a call and say, hey, bro, you want to be in my corner? And I'm like, yeah. fuck, you know I got you, dog. Yeah, dude, you, you know just I got show you. up, dude. You just show up. And I'm, I'm just like, you just know it's wrong. and all. And who's who's cornering you for the Bellator card? Uh, so I got Peyton, Troy, and Michael O'Donnell coming up with me. Troy who? Troy he's, Patterson. You mentioned him earlier. Yeah, he's, okay. the, he, yeah, he's the black belt. He's he's Man, he's, he's about the low low keyest of the low key man he don't yeah. even want to compete he's he's be tapping everybody in the gym like, he don't have one picture of him with his black belt on no social media interesting yeah Nothing, he's dude. really he's been training he Since was training i've been training since i was 15 so almost 10 years uh he he was in the gym before i was i think about a year or so okay so i mean he's i mean i'd put him i put him up against anybody in jujitsu right now especially in the gi for uh, sure he's he's a killer um, I mean, O'Donnell doesn't just give belts away. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, for him to have his black belt at 24, 25, I mean, that's 22. Should, 22. No, he's 20. He's, he's, he's got, 23. He's, he was 23 when he got his black belt. Right. So, he's probably 24. He's not that much younger than me. He's like a year younger yeah, than me, yeah. if anything. Yeah. He's a, How big is he? He's about 180. Yeah, okay. 175. So we, 175 we, we had a bunch of people over for the fights last night. You know, we busted the scale out. You know? Oh, yeah, I like yeah, doing yeah. that. I've got one here. Sometimes I had <laughs> yeah. Nathan Pierce and Phil Perkins on one time, and Phil was like, I was like, how, how much you weighing now? Nathan said something. I forget. Phil's like, I don't think so. And I was like, yeah. I got a scale. Yeah. I've, I've, I've weighed people. I should bring it up here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you did that last night? Yep. Yep. And he was 180. Yeah, about 175. Five, yeah, I think. Right 70, in there. Right maybe 171. What are you, Peyton? Uh, <laughs> about 195. Okay. 190. Yeah. Somewhere I was about 207 uh, two or three weeks ago. Okay. Yep. And um, I was like, man, I just, I don't, 
I don't feel like I got purpose when I'm not competing. Mm, you know? that's I feel. I've heard fighters say that. I, I so I literally that. just signed up for a kickboxing match. Where's that? It's going to be in Indiana, some in Indiana uh, on the 15th, it's gonna be next Saturday. A lot of kickboxing going on in Indiana oh, yeah. right now. They had a we card just, last night, Aaron Allen, you got to win. Yeah, we had a we had a couple guys get wins last night. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Ray Diaz took him up to Indianapolis. Oh, I did see Ray. Ray had oh Indianapolis. I was talking Southern Indiana. But yeah. Oh, the, saw, the Kings of Scam or Kings of what's <laughs> Chase's show yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. What's yep. his name? I can't. I forgot it. Um, Probably but uh, six thousand dollars. Yeah, man. I mean, oh, what about six thousand dollars? Oh, you didn't hear about that? No, tell me. Oh, oh, oh I got all the. Peyton was saying earlier that honesty is the key to everything. Yeah, absolutely. You said that, and Transparency. I, I agree. Yeah. Transparency. Uh, I bet you do. <laughs> I bet you do. Well, okay. Apparently, like that showdown in uh, uh what was it? There's George? some show that some people were promoting real heavy. It was a Grand Prix of $100,000. And then oh. they go down there, and then supposedly nobody gets paid. Mm. Nobody. So, you know, I'm, who is the promoter for that? I don't I don't know who the promoter was. Okay. Some guys down in Georgia, and they were just, they collaborated with some of our people in Kentucky. And I okay. just. One way or the other, it looks, makes the sport look like shit. And it was and kickboxing? No, it was uh, MMA. It was MMA, okay. And if you, I did hear something about that. Yeah, I mean, I think. I, I'm not playing dumb. I honestly don't really know right. the details to it. I, I heard think, something. You know, I think if you had any part in selling that fight, we'll say, mm -hmm. you're a piece of shit. Okay. I mean, if I, I'm a firm believer in, like, don't open your mouth. Like, you you have to be able to back up what you say um, wholeheartedly. And, and, you know, you could say, oh, I didn't know that the checks would bounce. I mean, how would I know? I'm just promoting the fight or whatever. Well... You you should if you know put your name if you put your name on something. You you should know you're who you're in bed with. You're all you know what I'm saying? Makes sense, yeah. Otherwise you're just BSing everybody. Okay. Bold face lying. And uh and then people close to you get screwed and then you just you make everybody look bad. You're a represent who you hang out with is a representation of yourself. And yeah. that's something like something I had to come to like, all right, how, what how, I, I'm hang, I'm like mentoring these 19 year olds coming up, and I'm like watching what they post. I'm like, man, how do you want to be perceived? How do you want to be? Yep. How, how do you want people to look at you? Sure. And then it's like, it's like you can take all these, all these, uh, all these scenarios that you've been put in, and you're like, man, how do I want to come out in that situation? Yeah. And, uh, well, I was just gonna get back to the kickboxing. You know, um, th there's a lot of kickboxing going on. Yeah. I firmly believe, especially for MMA fighters, that kickboxing is very important. Uh, you should definitely be competing um, as much as you can. That and, should be uh, your number two in your eyes. Right, MMA. You're competing in MMA. When you're not competing in MMA, you should be sprinkling in kickboxing. Yeah, even boxing. Boxing, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu. It. It's okay. all important. So just the more competition reps you get. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, Israel Adesanya came in and... and Beasted the UFC because mm -hmm. he had almost so many reps. Kickbox yeah, eighty kickboxing so, matches. Yeah, um, it, I just think cage fighting, uh, you know, is dangerous. And if you want your best shot at it, you know, it's like I wouldn't go golfing and then not practice putting. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you can just putt all day. You, you know, play putt putt golf all day. You'd be mm. damn good at putt putt. But, you know, you won't be able to drive for shit. Okay. You know. So you got to work on the special. Even if kickboxing isn't the strength of your game necessarily. Yep. You need to be able to stand at least, you know, be Fight very comfortable. Yeah, starts on the feet. You got to be able to set something up at least. Yep. We, what's the strength of your game, Peyton? Man, I've 
I think I'm evenly balanced in jujitsu and kickboxing. Okay. Um, you called my fight for David Richardson. Okay, uh, that's right. Yep. They, uh, I guess they were just wanting to advertise like the kickboxer versus wrestler thing. Yep. And um, I ended up submitting him off my back with a arm bar. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, everybody forgets I've been doing jujitsu just as long as I've been doing kickboxing. Uh, I started doing kickboxing with Ernie Lake at 15, and I was over there. I was like, yo, they're strangling the crap out of each other over there. I want to know what's going on over there. So I started doing jiu-jitsu, and then um, at the time, we weren't heavily competing in kickboxing uh, at the gym, especially as the youth. So at 15, I started competing in jiu-jitsu. And so you could say I've got more competition reps in jiu-jitsu than anything, but – I'm labeled a striker, which I You're would, long. I'll give myself that label too. I like to strike, yeah, but it's just equal. I've, I like to tell people I, I'm a mixed martial artist. I mean, I can fight with my back off the cage, my back on the cage. I can fight off my back. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I've got too many weaknesses that can be exploited because I started at such a young age in the cage. Like, it's one of the only sports that you have a fence around you and you can utilize it, right? Um, Prior to age 15, what sports did you play, Peyton? Uh, baseball, basketball, football. What were you best at? Baseball. What yep. position? Yep, catcher. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Big catcher. Yep. yep. I mean, it happens. I actually still play uh, baseball in an adult league. Not softball, but you play baseball. Yep, actual baseball. Adult league, wood bat, um, 18 and up. And there's a lot of... Still catcher. Still catcher. Yep. Interesting. Gunning people out, man. Don't steal on me. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just I like to. What be about Dave Cruz? You think you could throw him out? No, uh, uh-uh. no. Nah, Do you see that? Two, stole second, third, and home in the same <laughs> inning on the in the same in the in- same pit within two pitches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. shit's crazy, and he's it super is. tall. Right? Yeah, he's like six five. and a lefty. That, that's a sh- Dominican guy, fucking twenty one year old. No, he's on the Reds. On the Reds. Shortstop, third base. Yeah, yeah. Um, we went I'm so- a lifetime Reds fan, so yeah. I mean, it's like, holy shit! How long do we get him? How, how good? <laughs> yeah, I is saw he his first be? game. Did you? Yeah, we and and I didn't go because I knew he was playing. We just went Happened in the game. There. Yeah, and so here's this guy that everyone's hyping up, and it's crazy to sit back and watch him do so well. Now it's like, whoa, we got to get some more tickets to go to another Reds game. It's like <laughs> LeBron or someone or um, Mike. Trout, I guess, or um, Bryce yeah. Harper was kind of like that, I guess. Yeah. But, but this is even different because he's like 6'5", and they say he's faster than Billy Hamilton was. Mm. And like, like, I don't fucking know. And he's hitting home runs. He's batting like 320 so far. Yep. It just changes the whole, whole team. Throwing. Sorry for the baseball tangent. No, no, no I'm, I'm all about I love baseball. Eli played, I, Eli played, I played with us last, last year. Yeah, no, I was I'm in the adult actually, league. What position you play, Eli? Uh, I'm a utility player. You can put me wherever. Second base. <laughs> I believe that. You yeah, play yeah, second yeah, base? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I mean, I was man, I but he can Eli can hit the ball, man, for real. Hit, I can field, man. I love field. No, I, I'd honestly, if I would rather just play second all game long. Like, you put me on both teams and just like, put me there. I, <laughs> you I like just, playing, get turning a double play, a double plays. I like doing like flipping it with my glove. I mean, I try to think I'm a major leaguer when I'm in there, <laughs> dog. I'll make barehanded plays. It's just a lot of fun. Baseball is a lot of fun to play. I have a hard time watching it because sure. my attention, you know. I'm they changed the, what is it? There's now a, a, a pitch clock pitch clock in the MLB. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They keep it fast. They keep it moving, which I agree. Yeah, you should keep it going. I mean, that's uh, stalling. Is, I don't like stalling. Unfortunately, I think as mixed martial artists, we can't. <sighs> this is going to be a 
sensitive subject, I guess. We can't really respect any other sport. Because, mm. like, I mean, you're trying to put a ball in a hole. Mm. You know kind I mean, of a bitch, bitch right. thing to do. I mean, I don't, wanna, I don't even want to put it like that, like but a respect. Kind of, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a buddy from high school who just went to the NFL. Really? Lucky Jackson just signed with the Minnesota Vikings. What position? Uh, wide receiver. Sounded like a wide receiver. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, man, we went to high school together. He went and played for Western. Um, then went and played in the XFL. Was the number one wide receiver in the XFL, and they signed him to the Vikings. How tall is he? Six uh, three, I believe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, mad respect to the sports, but um, you know, especially at the highest level. Like I, I respect like anybody who's great at anything, right? Sure, but. You play football, you play basketball, you play baseball, you don't play fighting. Sure. You know, and that's just, that's a such a stereotypical statement or whatever. No, but, but it is interesting. What do they say? You don't go to a, you go to a basketball game, people start talking shit, what's going to happen? They might fight each other. They might. Yeah, you yeah might. they yeah. might. If not, then they'll just talk shit about their layups or something. Yeah. It doesn't sound as <laughs> badass. My son loves, he plays soccer and basketball are probably the sports he's best at. Yeah. How old and is your son? Had, uh, 14. 14? Nice. And so I've had him doing jujitsu. He hasn't done it in a couple of years at all, but right. he started when he was four. Yeah. So about 10, almost 10 years. 10, yeah. yeah. And uh, March of 2014, so almost 10 years. But um, I'm like, man, I hope he gets fucking cut from his high school basketball team. Right? He loves it, but yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, man? You're not going to the NBA. I mean, what uh, the fuck? Yeah. Hope you get fucking cut. Right. And I love him. Yeah. Right. But my yeah, kids, no. my kids will, I mean, I like to say they'll never play football. I played football growing up. It made me tough, you know, but if I'm going to take head, if I'm going to take brain damage, if I'm going to get brain damage, if I'm going to take uh, trauma, you better be learning how to fight. Well, I'm going to have my hands up and okay. my chin down. You're going to hope I'm not going to be cramming my head in this. Like Football's I'll, crazy. Really. Yeah. I want to like John Jones's brothers. Like, yeah, like six six fucking yeah. two seven. Yeah, well, if you get that, if you get the genetic lottery, dude, it's just that man, man. You don't have to learn so, fighting at a certain. But that's awesome to hear that your son's uh, into martial arts, man. That's he he does boxing thing. a couple days. I say on average he'll do a boxing class once a week or which, once every two weeks. Which he'll do sparring more. with me every other Sunday at Louisville Combat Academy. The Fergusons nice. have been real good to him. Heck yeah, and so he'll do at least a little. But I wish he would just fucking drop the fucking basketball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna show him in this clip. He's gonna just break. He knows how I feel, so I mean, oh, it, it, you know. But. Yeah, and maybe that's why he won't do it. Either. Yeah, I know. I know. He's I doubled down it. on. He's like, you know what? it's my fault. But it's but his motivation. His, his, he'll be. He'll be thankful. You know, um, his friends are starting to think it's cool. He's told me like, hey, dad. He called me one day, dad. My friends want to spar me. He he's not with me that day. He was with his mom. Yep. Can you bring me my gloves? And I was like, dropped what I did. Fuck Drove yeah. gloves across the city. I'm not do you watching. Need your mouthpiece. Yeah. I did give him the mouthpiece, but I don't even know if he wore it or anything. Yeah, I told yeah. my dad about it. He's like, what the fuck? You didn't yeah. even stay around to watch it. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. Just let him fucking fight. And he's whooping all his friends. That's yeah. awesome. That's all you need to be able to do. You have to beat your friends. And then you're like, okay, planting the seed. We're whooping people's ass is cool, at least, right? Because yeah. you don't really connect the dots at some point. Yeah. Right. I remember thinking, I went to Oldham County High School, tried to play a fucking basketball. I was on the team, but I mean, they had a real good wrestling program. Like, oh, in yeah. hindsight, Oldham. I don't even remember thinking about wrestling. Uh huh. Yeah, Oldham County. You gotta have that nudge, man. Especially at that age. My little brother's sixteen, um, and I don't, I don't think he would have ever played baseball if I didn't have the passion for, or like, the, you know, I knew coaches. My coach when I was twelve ended up being his coach. Okay. Uh, in in Babe Ruth League, which is you know uh, fourteen to eighteen, and so I just I messaged him out of nowhere, and he was like. Oh, actually, I'm the coach up there at South Lexington. 
So uh, bring them up here. And so I, you know, I had the avenues. I had the, you know, and then, you know, I knew where the batting cage was. I knew how to throw a baseball, you know. So it was it was an opportunity that I could present him. And without being able to present him with that opportunity, I don't know if he'd be able to, you know. Someone's got to open the door somehow. Right. Consistent with what you said there. Is he going to be tall like you? Oh, how tall is he now? He's he's six foot even. Okay, about two. He, he weighs as much as I do, about two hundred pounds. Same mom, same dad. Uh, different dad. Okay, yep, same mom. Um, he might be bigger. I'm not I don't like saying it, but he might be bigger than me. Okay, oh, yeah. but regardless, I mean, baseball. If you had to choose one, yeah. If you had to choose a sport other than fighting, <laughs> for a white guy, let's be real. Uh, yeah, I mean, seriously. let's be fucking real. Yeah. Uh, baseball has so many opportunities to make money. Oh, you yeah. play for the Louisville Bats, people don't realize. I go to the Louisville Bats, AAA for the Reds, of course. Uh-huh. Sit there with my phone. I'm like, that guy, number 17. Oh, look, it's showing people. No one cares except for me. Right. He's making 380000 a year. You've never heard of him. Shit like that. Right. Like, just so you know, that's this, still, this that's... guy over here is on an MLB contract. Yeah. So he's making $2 million a year. Yeah. I mean... Shit's crazy. Three hundred thousand a year is a good. That's a uh, that, lot. Of, that that beats a lot of MMA. I've right. seen a lot of these guys go from this adult league. No, I shouldn't say a lot. I've seen a couple guys from the adult league. Uh, heard about them at least. Uh, Transitioning over to sometimes there's a scout there, man. And they're like, "Yo, you hit good. You feel good. Why don't you come try out for you know an actual league? You know, I actually looked into it. As crazy as it sounds, and they say you have to have a little bit of you have to connection play college ball they want you to have played some form of like organized like college baseball okay and that sucks for people like me who had a bad run in high school had the wrong friends and i kind of messed my grades up and Mm -hmm. i never i never was able to rebound and catcher's kind of a unique deal i forget the details but i think i remember at one point the reds picking up some catcher wasn't drafted Mm -hmm. he just is real good at catching knuckleballers or some shit, you know, you can have a specific little niche. If you're actually real good at throwing people out, no one could steal on you. That's your niche. You have value. Right. Right. It can happen. I think, I don't know that it could happen really for you without playing college ball. Is that a prerequisite basically? Well, I looked into like applying to be on the legends, not like I'm good at baseball or nothing. Single single A. Uh, I think it's triple A. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent. I don't really, I'm not going to be regardless. It's minor leagues. You get paid. Right. Minor leagues. I don't know the difference between single, double, triple, whatever. It's all good. You know, probably know more about baseball actually playing than me. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, uh, and that's the thing is I've always been a good athlete, but I've never been great at like, um, you know, like in football, I was a good quarterback, but I wouldn't know the whole playbook. Just give me the ball. I'm going to find somebody open. If no one's open, I'm gonna run the ball, you know. Um, so that that's kind of what I missed out is like having um, maybe it could have been guidance or mentorship or whatever on on the brains part of the game, I guess. Look, it says they're now called the Lexington Counterclocks. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, they switched. They were the legends. Um, they just got bought by oh man, professional uh, basketball. I think it was a no, 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 no. Well, I. I looked on the website and it said something about having to have played. I think the people that just bought them were pretty big, either JUCO ball or is that junior college? Is that what that means? Ju- mm-hmm. JUCO's, yeah, JUCO's. says uh, must have been so I was like, damn, you know, that didn't stop me from applying. But I remember when Roger Clemens many years ago played for the Legends briefly. I think he played. Are they associated with the Astros? Maybe I forget. I don't know. But at one point, I think they were, yeah. and I think Roger Clemens back in. Toward the end of his career, 2004, I remember, was playing in Lexington. Mm-hmm. 
um, for a, a stint. So it's kind of cool. I saw a role this Chapman play in Louisville. Baseball's cool as fuck. Yeah, I love baseball. There's man. so many, like I said, there's so many different ways to make money. Yeah. There's so many teams that you've never heard of, and they're they've got people getting fucking paid. Man, if I could make fifty k a year playing baseball. As full as a full time thing, just cleaning up after the team. I don't, you know, what I'm saying like, who wants to go work at freaking UPS? Yeah, no offense, man. If you work at UPS, you work sixty hours a week. I was there. I worked at cookout. I worked ninety seven hours in one week before. Jeez, in a seven day period, I've got no. I'm sorry, correction, ninety three hours. We were shooting for a hundred. We were traveling and opening up new stores, and we were trying to hit a hundred hours in one week on the clock. What was that for? Uh. Restaurant. Uh, restaurant management, yeah. Um, cookout, there's one. In, uh, is there one in Louisville? I, I'm not familiar. There may be. Cookout. Um, I don't think there is. Uh, I managed a restaurant before. I managed Cheddar's it's, restaurant. It's a prison. Yeah. yeah. It's literally a prison. You work a fuckload of hours. Sun up, sundown. I would have a little um, place I could go in the attic and go take a nap. Li- yep. Sleeping on a bread crate. Yep. yep. 100%. Oh, um, you're burned. All Your arms are always burned. You're getting talked too crazy by old ladies who said they didn't order mustard, but I took your order and made your order. You're not going to tell me you didn't say mustard. I had some <laughs> yeah. shit like that happen. Um, but, yeah, no, all respect. To, like, I think you all are harder workers than even us as athletes. Sure. You know what I'm saying? You have to have a different kind of mentality to do that. You got to be, you know, you really got to have a purpose, you know, f- to be able to do that. So, so no disrespect, but I, I can't do it. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think the exercise is so good for yourself mentally. I'd rather too, make no money. if you're working work out, out every day. day even if you're kind of broke, yeah, I think that's a big deal. Yeah, not just physically, so you look all right when you look in the mirror, but like I, I really do believe it makes you physically, you know, mentally feel way better oh, too. One hundred and ten percent, man. I mean, how can you wake up every day and say, "Man, that looks good"? I like to say, if "You're fat." You yeah, know, if you're fat, I know yeah, that sounds shaming. mean. Yeah, no, but how can you wake up every day and look at yourself and say, "Well, this is how I want to look"? One thing I have to tell myself in order to raise my prices for my company Ooh, and, uh, interesting. is um, I'd rather go broke sitting at home than go broke swinging a hammer. Okay. So I'm not going to go, you know, hump my back out um, trying to, you know, build something just and, and lower. Because what you do is you'll underbid yourself, you know, because you want the job or what happens is uh, scarcity mentality. You start running out of money or whatever and you know you need the job, so you'll underbid it. Sure. Uh, to get the job, when in reality, they would have probably said yes to the other price, but you just undercut yourself because you don't value yourself. Or you're not willing to eat shit for a couple weeks, to be God honest. Like, you have to be willing to not make any money in order to put a price out there because you set your own value, you know. You you are the one that tells yourself you're worth 15 an hour. That's why you work a 15 an hour a dollar job, $15 mm. an hour job. If you thought you were worth 25 an hour, you'd say, fuck this place and go start applying for $25 an hour job. That's, sure. that's bottom line. Uh, and so as soon as you start understanding the value, you know, you'll, here's the thing. If you double your prices, you'll work half as much and make the same. Sure. Because people will say no. A lot of people will start saying no. But if you get one job, you're making the same amount working half as much. And then you do good work for that one job. They refer you to their buddy and who's you'll expecting never, the same type of pay. You'll never get into that tax bracket of clients. Because a lot of people give a fuck more so than paying maybe a little bit of money they yeah. care more about you you're going to show up you're not going to steal from them you're yeah. going to do good work that's what obviously you're those, that's what's important. That's what those you're first two things are the hardest to get away from or the hardest to um or like a, a lot of clients say that that's what they you know their hesitancy is well those are the problems they've had in the past right Pe- get, the first two i forget what did i say uh 
show up, show up and not steal from them. Mm. So they got to be able to trust that you're going to be able to be in their house. Sometimes they've got kids around, sure. you know, uh, it could be, I mean, I take my, my business seriously, like even down to like the type of music we play, you know what I'm saying? Cause you never know what people's preferences are, you know, um, you know, try and keep your shirt on. Don't be cussing. If you're going to talk on the phone, go to the truck. Don't sure. be throwing cigarette butts in the yard. Like little stuff like that sure. really, really pays off. What's your specialty world. as a handyman? Uh, carpentry. Um, <laughs> why, why do you laugh? You know, why, uh, no, I was just I do something to do with vagina <laughs> stuff. Carpet, carpet. Is that? Is I, that I, where I was we're going? thinking reach arounds, but oh my god, that was his specialty. Not the carpet muncher or nothing. It was reach arounds. No, it was reach arounds. I should say, really, that'll be a good part of the episode when we listen back. Yeah, I just starts laughing. Reach around, Joe. Yes, reach around. That's that's. Doesn't get old. Reach around. Never does. I'm over trying to talk business. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to clear. So any type of carpentry. Well, what what pointed you in that direction? Well, I should I should correct. We do a lot. So what we do a lot of and what I'm great at are you know two different things. We Who's we? Robin Wood. <laughs> Me and my company. Okay. You, you have know. employees or you have contractors who work for you? Subcontractors. I'll bring an employee on if we get busy enough. Um, but I like to keep it myself because I like to train. I like to clock out. You know, I like to wake up when I want to. And, you know, I like to make sure that when you've got an employee, you've got to wake up and stress about this guy feeding his kids, you know, and, uh, that just gets tough sometimes. Um, but we do a lot of bathrooms and floors, kids like remodeling. Okay. Um, but carpentry wise, like we've got an architect on staff. My great uncle's an architect. I, I say he's on staff, but he's just a phone call away is what that means. So you got someone who kind of can at least give you advice. Well, not only that, but like the reason why I say carpentry is because if somebody wants a garage built, <clears throat> somebody wants a porch built. You're not turning the job down. Somebody wants uh, a you know a roof addition. We have an architect that we can consult, and we'll get in there, get it framed up, and get it built for you. So you can do anything, right? Yeah, a little you know, and I don't like to put that out there because then you start like having to like fix toilets and turn, you know, you get calls for turning wrenches on a sink. You know what I'm saying? When I think in reality, every man or even, even woman needs to own a couple wrenches and a drill and should be able to at least hang some pictures. You know what I'm saying? Sure. If they got a leak, should be able to fix it. I can at least do some of that. Yeah. Um, Minimally. And doing just enough. And to be honest, like that kind of work doesn't pay the bills. You have to, if, if I've got a job, if I got a call like that, I've got to do two or three of those a day. Mm. In order to make a day's wage. And then you're like, well, fuck, gas is expensive. I just drove across the city back and forth for this tiny little yeah. or thing I, in pictures. Then I got to charge you 150 bucks to come literally like tighten your sink down. I don't I don't want to do that. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So You know what's interesting? Adam Carolla um, is a carpenter. Was prior to um, becoming a comedian. I've always been a big fan of Adam Carolla's. And he always talked about it. He was also a boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he... The way he got going was he went into his boxing gym and he was like, hey, I don't have money to pay, but it looks like you need this, this, and this. Yep. So like exchange of services type shit. If you, if you can actually bring that to you, like what you got there? <laughs> Dude, we had this tweaker come in the other day. No. <laughs> so this guy comes in the gym, dude. And he, you know, you know, like you like look at people and they start like pulling their lit back over their gums. Okay. You know, something's was going. Was he wanting to train? 
He was wanting to exchange service. Oh, okay. He was, so wanting, he was like, want to exchange reach rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he comes in. He's like, man, do you got any classes I can teach? I was like, classes I can teach. I was like, no. I said, I've I've got them all filled. I do them all actually. <laughs> I, I I will. I don't need your help. And he was like, man, man. Well, you see, I come from all these different gyms. You know, I'm down from Corbin. I, I trained a lot down there. I used to go with all the promoters to set up the cages. You know. And then goes off on a tangent about his career, about being 58 and 3, no, 58 and 0 at 13. I'm like, bro, get the fuck out of here. And what? And fighting. He was just, just the, he's that guy. He was making up. Yeah. and But I got this new kid that I, I got helping me out at the front. So I'm not trying to be like a. You know, I'm I'm not trying to be like, hey man. We're trying to teach Eli a little bit of professionalism when selling. Right, right. And I'm trying not to just be like, hey, let's go put the gloves on. And if you, yeah, you think you you were 58 and oh, yeah. Let's, and I'm let's trying learn. trying to just stray away from doing things like that. But uh, so, but no, nah, here's what here's what almost got him the glove treatment. When I about put the gloves on with him. He was starting. He's like, man, yeah, I used to teach kids classes. You got actually, you got any? toddler classes i could teach and i was like no man but you gotta go now like i was like you gotta start go. asking like, about kids yeah he started asking about kids i'm like dude this is this is not the place for you and then as soon as he leaves my little worker goes was he smoking crack <laughs> i was like it but it that's what it looked like yes to me, yes young lad that is what a tweaker looks yeah, like yeah dude, so but yeah you still get those people that show up at the gym and he was just asking do the crazies come in? Like, do people really come in at saying they're undefeated? And I'm like, yeah, I've been doing this for seven years. Cause and you see that shit on YouTube all the time. Like, guy comes in the gym, thinks he could beat and, a black belt or whatever. And you think it's staged. Yeah. And then some of them are, but then you get... This dude's really whacked out of his mind. Yeah, you really get them. They show up and they're just like, I want to spar. And you know, spar just means I want to fight. Like, anybody that comes in. Nobody says, I want to spar. Unless they really want to fight. Now, the the correct way, guys, if you are wanting to work with the individual, is to ask them to drill. Do you want to work some drills? Don't challenge you, them to spar. Yeah, because when you say spar, because they always go, what percent are we going, bro? What's percent? I I'm hit like, you as hard as you hit me. <laughs> I'm, Every time. Regardless that, of what's said prior. Yeah. Da- Darren Van Horn said this right here. You dictate your own ass whooping. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's well, difficult well. for new young guys to pick up on that, but they... They pick, do, right? on, yeah. Yeah, they pick up Kicked on it. Yeah, they pick up on it. Kick their ass a little. Yeah, you give them and you, you hand I'm, it. I mean, I, I like to tell them to start punching on me because it keeps me honest. You know what I'm saying? Even if they are wild. Like, that's, you know, you, you got to like, Wild man, punches can land. Man, you, I, I'm going to call somebody out. I'm not calling call somebody out. I'm going I'm to shout somebody out, I should say. Kim Beverly, you know, he don't have the crispest boxing, but look at how far he's made it. And and I I, I test to his, I test that to his uh, quirky... Style. Unorthodox, unorthodox. He's grappling too. He's very unorthodox. Oh, gas, he's no tough breaks. as tough as tough as can be. You know, um, he's a badass. Yeah. yeah, he ain't backing down. He's walking forward. But it's those angles from those punches that come from weird angles that you know everyone trains a straight jab, straight cross, hook comes yeah. around the side. When you're throwing weird stuff from weird angles like he does, I mean it, it lands. So when the, and and I'm not saying he like fights like newer guys do but i mean we to a degree there's some of that he he trained in viper and didn't have the traditional you see him crawling through his like wherever they he's at they're doing crazy conditioning shit yeah yeah, yeah. they didn't have anybody so but they work he works fucking hard him and his brother you fight stone did i no, no i didn't okay, fight okay, no, okay. no 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 Who? no i did somebody, stone i know but somebody I thought somebody we knew. I think you were supposed to fight Stone or somebody. No, it wasn't me. I grappled Kim Beverly when we were younger. Did you? You yeah. guys were about the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. When we were fifteen at 
Adam Gomez is Jim. Okay. I'm sure he'll listen to this. Adam Gomez, shout out. You know what I'm saying? I need that free strength and conditioning it? class. You know what I'm saying? I'll holler at you. Kelly, can I use your restroom? Yes, quick? you may. Yep. Yeah, no problem at all. So, yeah, with the Adam Carolla thing, I thought it was cool. He always preaches learning a skill like carpentry. Yeah. Is like, in his eyes at least, I mean, the ultimate of. Um, if the fucking economy collapses or shit, you're yeah. like, I can at least still do this. I Even if the U.S. dollar completely collapses, yep. you can still be like, hey, looks like you need this done. Yeah, I want to be here for whatever reason. I can do this for you. Trade services. You probably don't know. It doesn't look like you know someone who can do this. It doesn't yeah. look like it. Mm-hmm. I, I can do this. Yeah. Um, we also do, um, we also build furniture um, for, for clients that want live edge and epoxy furniture. It's all custom to order. So I don't like produce it and then it's, I've done that before. You just make some stuff and then it sits around for the longest. Um, so we don't do that anymore. So we don't really have much stock, but if somebody has an idea and wants something made, um, we can, we can, you show me something on Pinterest, I can make it. I, you know, that's what I like to say. Most of your work is in Lexington. Yep. Yep. Uh, and you know, we do ship, you know, uh, if somebody wants something, but if it's a bigger table or something like that, you I want to come get it, save on some shipping costs. But uh, we got Instagram, H, H is in hotel, D is in dog, C is in cat. HDC? Bluegrass. Let me see. I don't think I... HDC Bluegrass. Yep. Um, we recently had to restart our social media, so I don't have as many posts on there, but you will be able to see on the tabs at the top, I've got cutting boards we've made, tables we've made, furniture we've made, and... Um, on the actual posts on the Instagram, you'll see some of the projects that we've... What's HDC yeah. stand for? Huge Design Construction. So it's all you. You own it. Yep. 100%. Yep. And that's um, another reason why I take a lot of pride in my work because my name's on the on the shirt. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm not going to come out here and do a chop job on your house uh, with literally my name on a shirt, name and phone number. You know what I mean? Some so, people probably do. Everyone's idea of high quality... You know, everyone... Once that uh, HGTV finish, sure. that it comes back to the pricing thing. You need to be able to sell and and describe and explain um, what you're gonna do or how you're gonna do it in a manner to where the client understands why it's so expensive or why it's not as expensive or whatnot, right? Because everybody wants everyone wants that Pinterest. They get that perfect idea in their head, and then you'll come in. You'll like if you don't know how to explain it, you'll lowball it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you want that? Okay, well I can do it for this, and then you end up having to. You look like an ass trying to come back and ask for more money, or you end up paying out of pocket just because you're too embarrassed to ask. You know, or uh, you just throw something together and try and get out of there, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of guys do in the in the beginning. And you know, it's. It's uh, it's all learning, man. You know, there is no school on how to run a construction company. You know, uh, you kind of just got to feel it out and have experience. And um, maybe construction management. But that's not running a construction company, right? I mean, actually, running a business. There's a difference right. between being the carpenter, being the carpenter, laborer, tile setter, drywaller, painter, and then you have to go home and be the accountant. Uh, you got to be the social media marketer. You have to be the marketer in general. 
You have to make sure that your license is in good standing, your insurance is in good standing. You're not getting a, a lien for taxes. Lien for taxes, taxes are paid, your vehicle's got gas in them, oil's changed, tires are good. I mean, there's, I mean, just, we can go on and on and on. But being a sole business owner um, that does the work too uh, is overwhelming, you know, at times. I can see. I can imagine. So it's all learning curve, you know. So with enough capital and over, with enough capital and less overhead, Mm. we could eventually get to that point, but... Um, Not there quite yet. You got to have some breathing room. That's literally what the capital is for. You know? How long has your truck been out of commission? Uh, just my, sitting there. My white truck? The the big one. Uh, About just a month. Okay, so you, yeah. you've decided recently to, yeah. to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, Listed on cars.com and all that. I've got it posted on Facebook right now, okay. and I've taken it to multiple car lots um, in the city. And might as well take it to GameStop. I might as well run it into a freaking tree. Is what I might <laughs> get that insurance money. Just kidding. Stay farm. Chill out. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's it's tough, man, because you know I paid almost eighty thousand dollars for this thing. I try to give advice to. Uh, there's a Cuban kid I, at the boxing gym where I I go with my family, and I was talking to him. And I was like, you know, some of the stuff you should try to avoid is going into a bunch of debt. Debt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't yeah. go into fucking debt. Don't if let someone you convince have, you to go to college for some shit you right, don't even yeah, know why you're going. Absolutely, I or agree. Buy some fancy car or some dumb shit like that. Now there's, there's a lot of opportunities to fuck yourself up, and then you have to be a slave. You have to work at wherever you said UPS or some wherever. shit that you don't like. Yeah. Some some company that will literally replace you tomorrow, and they're paying you as little as you can. Mm-hmm. And when they're giving you these little bonuses. You got to think about it. It's all mathematically calculated to give you just enough to where you can live, but not enough to where you don't have to come back. Sure. You know? And um, Of course. Why would they do that? They need you to come back and do the work. Exactly. Yeah. If I'm going to be broke, I'm going to be broken on something. I will say there is good good kinds of debt. Like, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to own this whole building. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually I'd like to. Yep. I do have a little bit of debt. I've got two houses that I'm receiving revenue from. So I own, my wife and I have three rental houses. We have notes on all three. Uh, but, you know, we've got equity. The market's been going up. So, and the, the tenants are paying for, you know, the, the, the way more mortgage, than the mortgage right. payment and right. all that stuff. So, exactly. it is some, it's, relative, right. it's relatively sense. a good type of debt. Now, it would also be important to have connections, right? Like myself. Right? Okay. So okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or be able to do it yourself. When uh, shit goes south. To repair. Sure. When stuff goes south. Uh, you don't want to have to call somebody to fix something little like we were talking about earlier because I've got to charge a minimum to come out. Yeah. Um, and then if something major goes on, you want to have a good connection. Somebody's going to take care of you. Sure. Uh, and that's difficult. My wife's Cuban, so we do sometimes use the people who don't speak English route. Yeah. And we've had a couple good experiences. We've had a couple not so good experiences with that type of shit. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it can be hit or miss. Right. Finding good work is not easy. Yep. And I'm a health insurance agent, and Medicare is what I'm primarily help with. I need help Confusing insurance. fuck. Do you? Yeah, I do. I can at least give you good advice. Yeah. Um, but it, it, the fact that it's so confusing means that, like, it's not an easy, an easy uh, job to be in. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, therefore, if you're at least honest, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll have work. Transparent. Yeah. And then for the clients, too, like, I, I've seen so many shady contractors just, they'll, they'll get you on a cost plus contract. And then they'll come in and be like, oh, well, I know we're just putting this window in here, but we figured out that the wall's not structurally sound, and so we can't do that until we fix the wall. And then now you're under a contract, and then if you don't pay them, 
they'll put a lien on your house. Mm. And so it's almost like a strong arm situation. Damn, does that happen? Yeah. That so you sign up to have someone fix one thing. 60000 will turn into ninety. Wow, yeah. Quick. You know, because you, you're, you know, oh, it's plaster, not drywall. And, and that's true. <sighs> plaster is a B-I-T-C-H, right? It is heavier. It's literally concrete on the wall. I did, uh, I did a job with plaster about three months ago, and I, I would... I, I would never do it again. But people <laughs> take advantage of of un, unknowing. I can't even homeowners. think of what a plaster wall looks like. Is that what you you mean? It it's literally a wall. And then you it's got pain, the, it's uh, just like a wall. It, these walls. How old is this house? Building about I think the fifties. Yeah, these could be plaster. plaster. Okay. Yeah. So if you go to bust through it, if it's not sheetrock, and it's like concrete looking substance. It's plaster. That's okay, how they, okay, concrete-looking substance. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, they use sheetrock, which is the drywall, regular drywall, and it's just a whole lot lighter, cheaper, you know, okay. less maintenance. Um, but, yeah, I just there, there's just guys out there that leverage the fact that clients don't know anything. Sure, or of course. That now that, you know, now that we got your bra off, we might as well go ahead and... What's that? Uh, what do you think you're referring <laughs> to there? You <laughs> well, Eli, he's... What'd you say? He's looking at Pornhub on his phone, I think. No, I, He's trying to... Sh- yeah, that's uh, the what the inside is. So you okay. got this lapping shipping, and what they do, it's just these little little pieces of wood. And they run. take concrete, and then they, they pretty much trowel it well, on. And okay. Old okay. plaster was made... Uh, it's like a, like a mud-type consistency with horse hair in it, a bunch of horse hair. And they just put it, plaster it all over the wall, man, and then... I mean, taking it down to oh, if you look like a, if you look at walls that are um, like old stucco, stucco okay. walls, right? They got the like the tra- skip trowel marks in it. Um, a lot of Hispanic restaurants have um, skip trowel, skip trowel, you know, walls, stucco looking stuff. That's the that's the look that they go for. So that's a good reference right there. Uh, but yeah, man, just uh, you gotta. You got to get somebody that's that's honest, that you can trust, that, and I'm going to be straight up. I got to make money, too. I got to feed my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's the, how I like to go into situations instead of, like, trying to, like, I want you to know and feel like you're getting a good deal. A fair deal. But if I'm trying to hide the fact I got to make money, too, yeah, then, yeah, like, there's this unspoken thing. Sure. Uh, so, you know, um, yeah, it's just business, doing good business is really important, man. You do not. And it's based on honesty. Man, Lexington is such a small town. I know somebody everywhere I go. I went to high school there. Yeah. I I played baseball, basketball, football in park leagues growing up since I was seven years old. Uh, I know everybody. Everybody, you know, seems to know me. You can't take Peyton nowhere. You can't take Peyton without running into three or four people that he knows. So I can't go out and act a fool. You know, I can't. It's, you know, it's just the world's so much smaller than you really think. It's big. Right. Yeah. But even Lexington is only three hundred thousand people. You know. How important are Google reviews? Uh, man, I, I think Google reviews are very important, and and we- having a good website is very important. You know what I'm saying? Um, when people pull you up, well, right. you want to have a good rep. That's that's your immediate reputation that you need to have. Mm-hmm. We took a little bit of a break there. I had a uh, there's a a business in Louisville. And I got a kick out of it. Someone passed it along to me. It's actually called Urgent Care Appliance Repair. And they've got some exciting uh, Google reviews. I I got a kick out of that, to say the least. Oh, man. Check it out sometime. Uh, Google reviews are important. 100%. In the free market capitalism type shit, 
it should be how it is, really. Yeah. No, for sure. Like, what y'all think about this Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg fight? What y'all, what y'all, where y'all want to go? With? Who, Good question. I would say Elon is fucking way bigger, right? Yeah. Right, that matters. right. Mark, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't look like he's like really fucking good. At I don't think he's aggressive enough. Yeah, he's too little. I think he's going to get fucked up. Not only that, but aggressive. Like, you've got to have a little bit of trauma inside of you. you got to yeah. have a little bit of, I want to beat my fucking stepdad. you got to have that inside <laughs> of you got to have that inside of you, bro. I mean, you have to. Oh, Absence yeah. of that, size wins sometimes. Size yeah. definitely wins. Yeah. But, I mean, Mark is also so younger, though. That youth that youth can definitely uh, play, play to your uh, advantage. I mean, if he's... Imagine a, they actually do this. Is this going to be on the fucking UFC? Is this UFC real? 300 rumored. But then... Here's Craziest another, shit ever. I would love to see Logan versus Patty, though. It'd be the first time I ever root for the Pauls. Because it's just everybody they fight I, I like. Well, but if you like Patty, you should root for that. Well, actually, in the I'm UFC. I'm not a big Patty fan. I okay, don't like but Patty in the UFC, what would the pay be? That's he said whole, for free. Who, Logan said for free. And I would say two billionaires would just do it for the publicity and just for the. But L- L- Logan Paul said he would do it for free in what? A boxing match? No, UFC. UFC match. He wants to be on the. Uh, on the uh, prelims or whatever uh, on the U- uh, UFC 300 fighting Patty Pimley against of Elon Musk and yes and I would I, dude I don't like Patty at all I'd like to fight Patty to be honest because it's just I all right first of all I have a problem with people that blow it up right after fights like why are you gonna get that fat like why aren't you ready do you dislike like, just all fat people I mean I just... definitely agree with fat shaming to a degree I mean if they're okay. if you're in my close circle if you're working out with me and you're putting I mean I don't want you to die of diabetes like that's just what if you and I are rolling and I have bad breath bad you telling breath? me about it I might go get you a, like a peppermint gum like real quick and just like <laughs> slide it to you I mean I, you guys I, ever notice that you're rolling with someone they stink yeah oh for do you sure. tell them yeah I mean you should yeah I make mean, a little joke about it you gotta let them know what's up I don't want to walk hey, around man, watch that key bro like, dude, I've seen you in that every day this week. To the geek, to the yeah, you try and drop subtle hints, right? Right. Try right. not to be a dickhead. Right. Yeah. You, a passive, and then if it's like consistent, then you got to say something. Like, if you're I'm not gonna, making no room improvement to change the, you know, small things. I mean, I got real beef with dickheads in the gym, and that's kind of why that white belt tapped me, right? Because uh, you kind of put yourself in the position to even be playing with them, right? Well, I feel like. I don't. I, I definitely don't want to run off any new guys, but I also don't. I don't want somebody to finish. And, and I guess you can't. You can't change how someone's going to think about it, right? I mean, they're going to have their own opinion, but because uh, like guys that don't fight, they think like you sparring and like you just might just be touching them. They're like, oh, he was whooping my ass, right? Well, I, I don't want somebody to be like. Yo, that guy like uh, he bullies. We, we've had we've had training partners that you hit with a jab, and then all of a sudden it's a fucking fist fight. Like, You're waking you touch, up into the lights. Like you know? if you touch him, even in training, now it's a literal fucking cage fight in the middle of the gym. Or like if you tap him out, and then, then it's the end of the round. They're like, no, 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 we're fucking still going. You know what I'm really? saying? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just don't want to. I don't want to give off that energy. <laughs> At you don't want to be that guy. Ever. You don't want to be that guy all, that pushes ever. people away That's from not coming a- to the gym. You want to you want to get with a core group of guys that are like, hey, are we doing this tomorrow? You doing this yeah. tomorrow? I mean, I'm learning over time. Like I'm just now, as I'm doing my fight camp, I'm learning. Like, okay, how far can I push these practices? No discredit to the white belt that tapped me. I gotta give it to him. You know what I'm saying I was being lazy. I gave him my neck, and it happened. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. 
I remember when I started jujitsu. I was, I was I'm a purple belt now also, but I was a blue belt I think at the time, and a black belt was like trying some new defense with a gi. Yeah, and he was like, "All right, try to choke me as hard as you can." You know, I had like a God. He let me fucking get it in. Yeah, and he was trying something where instead of doing the normal way where you turn away, get your shoulders to the mat, he yeah. was like turning the other way. I didn't understand it. He didn't even make sense. Out. And he was like, "Go hard." And I was like, "Okay." Stroke <laughs> okay. him completely unconscious. Oh, fuck. I go. <laughs> and he comes to and he's like it's fine and then he's like all right okay you can tell he's thinking and then I, he had me do it i fucking choked him unconscious twice oh, <laughs> all because he was fucking like trying to figure something out that didn't quite make sense yeah. but I he was trying to see though. if it worked i respect that oh he's though. a badass mean, it was very shows some humility no absolutely. i don't feel like i just fucking own there's no there's no there's, I, no he said that's what i tell these guys i'm like go hard there's no pride in whooping on white belts either sure right, you know right. what i'm saying so um, I would rather get hurt going 100% knowing that we were going 100% than we were rela- we were just flow rolling or for whatever reason. Like we were going 50%. I get a cut on my eye mm. because you accidentally elbowed me in my eye. I'd rather have been going 100%. At least I can be at fault. Okay. And that then, makes sense. Because I mean, yeah. like, that's what different. happens. Everybody always gets to like, oh, man, we're not going so hard. And then next thing you know, your ACL is blown out. Because you accidentally you do like, tend to hurt yourself when you're going fifty percent, right? Because okay. you, you you slipped and fell on his leg. But why were you slipping? Because you were playing lackadaisical guard. You're playing something. You're being you're lazy. Being nonchalant with it, dude. That being nonchalant is what gets you. Kickboxing. Kickboxing is a good example. If you throw a half-ass kick, it's going to get checked, or you're going to hit your foot on it, or they're going to throw a they're going to throw a hundred percent jab when you throw a fifty percent kick. You know what I'm saying? You got to commit to what you're doing for sure. All right. Yeah, some of these reviews are crazy. I, I apologize for interrupting, but I mean, I just can't get over these. No, Urgent I mean, care, we, appliance repair. We're going to do an emergency. We can call for the dryer. Uh, oh, no. There's a. My favorite part is that, it, that the owner does appear to, for the most of these, get on there and then respond. So I this one here, that. this one here says just one star, no response. So the owner gets on there and says, I'm not sure why you are dissatisfied based on your other reviews. You like leaving a company a terrible review for closing at 2 p.m. on Saturdays. Shows, <laughs> Shows the type, the of, type ca- of character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just really talking shit to people. It's, uh, that just seems to me like insecurities within themselves. Like He the literally owner. didn't even tell you why he was upset, but you're going on this tangent about what you think. That's one thing I learned about business, bro. You're not a fucking mind reader. Someone's not, a, not happy. Don't. I'm try not to. a hypnotist. It, that could come down to bidding, uh, prices, um, re- bad reviews. Like you don't know what, especially like if they don't give you any detail, you don't know what's going on. So you have to ask. You know, mm-hmm. what uh, could we you don't better? ever want to assume. You know, what could we have done better? We'll go to elementary school. You know, assuming makes an ass out of you and me. You know, for <laughs> sure. What do you guys think of that Henner Gracie court case thing in California? Hey, you guys familiar? Yeah, I, I've I seen. I saw the, the thing that went down. So a brief, sum, a brief summary. It, Henner was an expert witness brought in, so he wasn't involved in the case. Oh, okay. He he was involved in the court case, but all right. So uh, a jujitsu, I think a Brazilian guy in California was the head instructor at a gym, not the owner, teaching a class. A Division One or a former college wrestler, I think. I shouldn't even say that. A tough guy who I think was a high school wrestler is pretty big and had been competing a lot as a white belt comes in. The yeah. black belt rolls with the white belt. Does some? Did you? You guys see the video? A fancy? I think like I a, just. Know, I'm coming too. Like didn't a he back end up take where him? you didn't kill him, but he, he kind of left him paralyzed. Oh Man. yeah. 
And then Henry Gracie came to be the expert witness for the prosecution. So the gym owner's insurance policy ultimately Is had to pay out, I forget, $54 million. Hasn't paid it out yet. That's what they're going for, something like that. And so that could potentially have a ripple effect where it kind of fucks up other gym owners. Is the argument from the establishment jujitsu community is like, Henry Gracie sold us out. He got paid like $97,000 or something like that to be an expert witness. And maybe rates are going up. Can now you for pay? You can pay witnesses to come. Correct. That's- Clark, his cousin Clark Gracie was the expert witness for the defense. Okay. So they, they, I don't know how oh, much they he got paid. both sides. So yeah, so Clark was on one side, Henner was on the other. That I actually want to like see this now. It sounds I, like you could almost, you know, Oh, you can just, but, but, you, can, you can buy a fucking, what, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, when I get into a court it. case, a lot of times it comes down to who has more money for better judges or for better attorneys. Yeah. And attorney. pay, oh, paying sure. better expert witnesses and all that shit. You're so buying my first, a story. You're buying the story. That's my first thought, excuse me. My first thought is, man, you signed a waiver. You did. They said it was an outdated waiver, but it still signed a waiver. Still signed a waiver, dude. Every waiver I've seen at every gym at the very bottom says it could result in death. Okay. And if, I mean, if you're a tough man, if this guy is like, he was a wrestler at one point, and you got to remember, wrestlers do dumb shit. When they roll. This they, is coming from a wrestler. This is coming from the wrestlers that, that when I came in, I told Michael Seals he couldn't choke me. Still couldn't choke me, but broke my neck, dude, because he couldn't <laughs> choke me. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you came in and you told Michael Seals what? Are you gonna, okay, so listen. So when, right before I fought uh, Bryant Haynes, two weeks before I fought Bryant Haynes, me and Seals were rolling. My boss told me that you know Seals can't choke right. I was like, you actually got a point, dog. Like oh he's got he neck cranks, he neck cranks, doesn't he? So I went in the gym. I'm sitting there. I let Seals take my back. He's like slides it in. He let Seals take his back. <laughs> and I'm like get my chin down. I was like Seals, you can't choke me, dude. You wearing a gi? No, no gi. He starts bringing his, and then I just felt my neck just start going like this. I'm like, you're still not. I just hear something pop, dude. I'm like, my neck, my neck, get, let me up first. Eli second. couldn't look over his shoulder for six months. Bro, I was out. I still fought Brian. I was like, I'll, I'll still fight. I don't care. I, I, but, yeah, my neck was severely messed up. After that, I just remember sitting in the gym for about three to six months and just watching him practice. <laughs> dude, it was just brutal. In hindsight, do you think you should have tapped earlier? For sure, but you know, yeah, you shouldn't talk shit to a black belt. <laughs> but that's back been to the point, wrestlers. Years. But back to the case, like wrestlers do dumb things. Like I can see how. So that was you being like, a dumbass wrestler, right? I could have yeah. been paralyzed. Seals could have paralyzed me and because you, I'm talking shit because of what I'm doing. No offense. I mean, he should have done that. I, I mean, some kid. I mean, the other day, Van Horn's kid comes in and tells me if I sparred with him, there'd be a dead MMA fighter on the fence. So I just go get my gloves and I go up in the cage and I'd beat his ass for nine. How, how old? You say kid? Uh, seventeen. Okay, yeah, he's but he's se- probably a good boxer. But he's Darren Van Horn's kid. He's yeah. a two, bro, he Seventeen's kid. big enough to big get enough it if to you're fist fight. Shit. I know that sounds silly, but I mean, he no, it doesn't. I remember I trained Not with Todd Pickett when he was. Um, 15. I was tapping grown men at 15, 16 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. They, they'll get, I mean, you let them get you. I was get the grown you. man size at 15, 16. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, not only size wise, but with a little training, fuck that. With the training. Now, yeah, if it's a I'm, random 17 year old, then. Yeah, and I'm not going to just go beat up some yeah. random. This is a, a, Van Horn said, what are you waiting for? 
<laughs> like he was, this you. is his own son. His dad was he, there yeah, watching as you went. Yeah, he's like, bro, go, go. Yeah. I'm, there's no time limit when you with his kids because he wants his kids to get wore out. Sure. So, and I mean, I, I get that, but no, but we, you we want every kid to get wore out so they go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> that's no, what our kids for, are good yeah. kids, dude. So, no, so we got so no, so yeah, but back to the wrestling case. So yeah, no, he's who knows. What was said and done? How as is there a video of him is. rolling? Yeah, yeah. There's a video. Well, it's a, it's see, a video. Yeah. I, I think I can get it up here. Let's see. It's a um, yeah. If I, I'll make a. It's a the guy's turtled up and he does some type of a, a back take. I don't I forget what it's called. There's a name to it. It oh, is I, some. It is different. But man, as sad as that is, man. I, you, you know, as sad as it is, as unfortunate as it is, it happens. I wouldn't go skydiving, not expecting to possibly <laughs> fucking hit the ground you know what i'm saying like it's just of course you don't want it to happen what are the odds but but there are also people out there that still believe in COVID. you know oh taking it in a political direction yeah i mean i don't i never you know wore a mask unless they like forced me to to go in the hospital or something Mm mm-hmm and, you know, I didn't get too sick. I was going through a court case uh, related to my custody of my kids. And I was told in order to show up, I had to be vaccinated. So what? Vaccinated, yep. Oh, fuck. To show up at the physical court case. So I could have insisted and on. Here it is. Do you see it? That's just freak accident. It is kind of a, a, a look at the back tank. So he's just going over it's you can see where it fucked his neck, though, right? So, I mean, it, it looks like his head got caught under the mat. Mm-hmm. He tried to roll through. He's trying to roll through. An old dude put his head to the ground, and that's it. He's posting on his head. Yeah. yeah. He, he did it to himself. Now, I don't think that specific uh, Brazilian guy is um, in a bunch of trouble, I don't think. So the argument for Henner Gracie, who's known as being like a sellout, right? right. That's kind of his reputation. Right. He's like, hey, check out this backpack of okay. selling everything. You guys know who yeah, he is? No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hordian, one of Hordian's Hordian yeah, sons. Yeah, I yeah. never like looked into the whole sellout part. Like, he was the one. That's who, his yeah. reputation. I'm not saying I, you know, he's supposedly real good. Him Brian and his Ortega's brother sells backpacks? Correct, yeah. yeah. He's always selling a backpack or a pillow. You know and he's real enthusiastic. He's like, hey, come check out Gracie Gracie so, of California know, uh, or whatever it is. Couldn't that be just trying to sell a brand, though? It is. It is. So there's, that's fair. Do you, you can remember make, those Gracie jiu-jitsu videos that Stoney and them would send with Henner and Heiner? Gracie. Oh, them like sitting there. Yeah, and starting, they start in Mount. That's, that's who it is. Henner, his Henner. his wife is like a WWE lady. I forget her name. Maybe Sounds Eve. like he's trying to run a business. He is good. trying to run a business. But being a sellout would be taking a large amount to testify against, you know. And then and when he got called out, <laughs> that when he got called out on it, he yeah. was like, "Okay, I'll donate all the money to some charity." Yeah. So he donated all hundred thousand dollars to some charity. So I mean, do you really think he needs it? You know, I guess I, d- I don't know. Actually, you never know. Actually, people are fucking making good money. You may assume they're rich. We don't know what's going uh-huh. on. That's, yeah. I think that's oh, a, a more prevalent than people realize. Everybody sees you driving down the street in an eighty thousand dollar truck. They think, uh, you know, hey, give me ten dollars real quick. It's like, let me. I need a whole ten. The fuck you talking about diesel, man? 150, 200 bucks every two or three days to fill that truck up. Yeah. Pulling 14,000 pounds. I mean, you know, that's why the overhead was seven grand is because uh, 1,500 of it's diesel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I get that 100%. You could always okay. assume. It's, it's all good. 
but yeah, so Henner uh, got a lot of criticism within the community. Now, some people still support him. Of course, he's, I think he's still, I think he, he does he corner Brian Ortega still? He, yeah, he's still in Brian Ortega's corner. He, he, His dad he created the UFC. Right, right. Hordian yeah. created the UFC. Yeah, no, Ortega, or I think Ortega switched camps for a little bit, but still kept Henner with him. Oh, okay, okay. So, because, I, I mean, obviously he had to do something about that strike. But suing someone in that instance, you think, bullshit. If you come in and you sign the waiver, you shouldn't be able to sue. I, I don't think you should be able what, to sue. What position over. am I in? Am I at the gym or am I the guy that got hurt? <laughs> so it depends. I mean, if I'm the guy that got hurt, I mean, my kids need to go to college. Yeah. Right. You feel me? I can't work. Somebody, okay. you know what I'm saying? There's that. I had a couple people argue there's some guy in Idaho that I have known, a black belt. And I interviewed him, didn't know what he was going to say about this court case. He yeah. took that side. Yeah. So, Kyle is his name. I but, mean, obviously. So, I mean, yeah. there's a case to be, obviously, that's what it's the courts are saying. I mean, there's money in, in it, so might as well try to, you know. But just, from a business owner perspective, you can't take everything I work for because you came in and you hurt yourself. Well, the argument there would be, don't worry, it's just the insurance policy. And I'm an insurance agent, so I'm like, the more people that are like that, that fucks up the rates and everything. But I also interviewed a personal injury attorney that I trained with, Aaron Murphy. He, of course, took the legal side of, like, Henner's... You, that is a lawsuit. Right. Yeah. If you hurt me, regardless of a waiver, I could sue you. Which oh, for sucks. anything, that sucks. I could yeah. push you, and you could come after me for everything. I, you, I mean, because you got whiplash off the push. I think it can make sense um, on negligence of the other party, right? Like if the other, like the the guy that um, you know you hit him with a jab, and then all of a sudden he's trying to knock you out. Like you know, if he fucking does that, and then you get hurt, like that makes sense. He if he gets hurt. Right, he was clearly being an asshole about it and tried to hurt you when you were under the mutual understanding that we're just going a certain percent, but then how do you dictate that in court? It's like You yeah, yeah, and 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 there's a lot of angles legally to it. It's it's not pleasant as it sounds. I have a friend who I know through the Libertarian Party of Kentucky and he kinda of made some posts like how he thought not that jujitsu was bullshit, but kind of like people act like it was some magic superpower. He doesn't believe it. Mm. And I would comment like, he, you know, it, it I disagree. And then I got him to do a, a role with me one time. Right. And I submitted him within about a minute. But that was stressful. Because right. like, I didn't know. He's pretty strong. I didn't know I'd be able to get him down. My takedowns aren't very good. Mm-hmm. I got him down, guillotined him pretty quick within a minute. But had that went south. He would have just went on believing that. <laughs> Yeah, I, maybe I couldn't get him down. That would that, that's one one angle. <laughs> Some I felt pressure. Say. Isaiah and BJ Ferguson were both the only ones watching. Yeah, and I was like, I better fucking get this guy down. Shot a shitty double. He like got up, but then I did get him down and got a leg. Uh-huh. So right. at least shooting is what rewarded right. me for it. But had I hurt him, oh, he did sign a waiver right before. But you explain that in court, and you're like, well, he's an asshole online. You don't get it. The court right, ju- right. The jury may be like, we don't give a fuck about you were that. Trying to bait you him hurt in him. You know what you're doing. He did not. You were trying to bait him in to get him to the gym and hurt him. You set this up preemptively. That's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, again, I, I've got to take, I guess, the neutral stance because, you know, one or the other. It depends on what, what situation you're in. If I'm, if, I'm the guy, if I'm the guy that does it, it's like, fuck, you signed a waiver. But oh, if man. I'm the dude that gets hurt, it's like. At least, I think it's about intention. at least pay my bills. He can't, day, you know? he, he, you know, like, he I can't think, really walk now. I, yeah, I think his intention, what, what, what the intention of that, that, what, what that, be, uh, what the black belt was doing was not trying to break his neck. I think, I, yeah, I don't think right, he can, right. I don't think they can prove that, but I can be, uh, I think they could say something along they the lines ha- of, 
that there's he needs to be you know he needs some type of compensation for his loss of. And I think if he could be more arguable if he like had him in a rear naked choke and chose to hold on to it for thirty seconds. He tapped and he kept going. Right, yeah. right. I just I don't think there's anything that to be would be won clearly in. malicious. Yes, I don't think there's anything to be won off that right there, unless the off instructor this. unless the instructor came up and like flexed on him or some shit like that. But which he, is literally like those guys that we talk about. Like, <laughs> yeah, like they'll, they, not, they, they'll, they'll, they'll sit you on your ass and be like. <laughs> To flex like on you, dog. Who's that? The, the bodybuilders? No, no not the bodybuilders. The those dickhead guys training partners. Oh, the dickhead training partners. Yeah, yeah. Dickhead, the, the, the gym warriors. We call them gym heroes because they come in. They can't beat up anybody up in the cage, but, man, they can put they can throw down. And, Freeze under the lights, but like to beat you up in practice. In yeah. just jujitsu, maybe. They yeah. don't have any MMA. striking. Okay, but yeah. they can do all right in practice. <laughs> They're going hard. Right, right. But that's oh. why they do well in practice is because we're trying to, like, progress, get through a training camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're trying to. You know, as old they're saying, trying to leave with their dick hard, right? As the old saying goes, drillers make killers, and like as long as you're drilling, you can drill about the same rate as live sparring for three to four hours, but you can only spar for about 15, 20 minutes because okay. it's going to just escalate. Someone's going to get hit the wrong way, and then yeah, well, just, somebody it's going to you do the three rounds and like no, nah, we're going another one. Like if you end the round good on them, it's like no, nah, we're going another one. It's like, Bro. Best believe you got me at the end of that third round. I'm going one more. <laughs> no, I'm just, but yeah, but no, nah, it's it's all about. But He's joking. I, mean, I am joking because I like how I, I do. I just ran a three hour practice yesterday. I did two hours of striking straight. My practice don't have breaks. There's no. You'll be lucky to get a water break because I'm a big uh, preacher and hey, you need to drink a gallon before you get to the gym. And I always tell my students drink a gallon before you get to gym. You should be so hydrated. That you can go forever. Like you should be able to just train because that's how our coaches taught. I definitely us. don't like the five minute timer thing. What do you mean? Five minutes is too long of a round? Is that what you mean? No, not, not long enough. I mean, like, mm, forever for, for a for striking a, round, even or jujitsu round, whatever, or? man. I mean, you can't get into a flow state in two or three minutes. Like you know, if you're trying to hone in on like a fight coming up, or you know, you want to work, you want to like um, do some uh, like a class structured. Well, no, you're trying to replicate. Right, a fight. Okay, two, three-minute rounds, right? Or whatever, you're going to fight five-minute rounds if you're getting ready for a fight. But if we're just in between fight camps or just trying to get good cardio and endurance in, I don't really, you know, when the timer, you can just turn the timer off. Okay. And we'll work. Work. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Okay. And that'll just, I think that pushes your endurance to that much further you shouldn't be no. thinking about the time the time is the last thing you should you, be the fight doesn't start until you get tired mm. right so if i'm not getting tired within two or three minutes of sparring with you then let's do 10 minutes and and, and the first couple of minutes are pit patting you know what i'm saying but then when you both start getting that sweat rolling and you both start like and you can't hold on to nothing you're just slipping off of each other that's what that's where the real fight starts is when you when you're so sweaty and you go for a takedown, but their limbs are just bouncing right off of you because you can't hold anything. Your body just—it's—it's it's hard, and yeah. that's why you got to get to that point, and then you start holding side control. You get your partners, and you hold the back, and then you try, try to hold any type of position. And it's just a thousand times harder when you're sweaty. Like C.T. Fletcher says, you don't start counting until it starts burning. I can see that. So you have a, a fight coming up August 11th, Eli, August for Bellator. 11th, Bellator 298, yeah. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, yep. They're 
Well, they're flying me, my boy Peyton, up there. I got to get Troy and Troy and O'Donnell up there. It's get three corners. I, yeah, I get three cornermen, and uh, we're staying for the week. They're flying us out on a Tuesday. We get back on a Saturday. Dude, I'm just ex- excited for the opportunity. They didn't they didn't call me for no reason. I mean, they obviously see something in me. They enough of the challenge to fucking be on their show. So I'm like, look, this is we're gonna go spoil someone's night. Are you thinking of maybe a Jorge Masvidal type uh, knee to the head? Or, or? I mean, we got some things we're cooking up. Okay, know, but I mean, so. if it's that one dimension, all you know about this guy is that he's a wrestler. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. And how he, tall is he? Reach I anything? Think he's the same height as me. I'm pretty sure. But all so he's going to be shooting on you. Yeah, he's definitely going to try. Maybe to even shoot. he's got to be maybe a little short. I mean, he's like he's got a good build to him. You know what I'm right. saying? And this so, fight's at 145. 45. Yeah. Try to get it at 55. No, if anything, I'm going 35. Like, I want to go lower, but yeah. I, I wonder what he'll weigh the, the day of the fight. The, he, That'll be interesting. A Division one wrestler to see what he, what he weighs flushed. in at 145 the day of it. What's he at? Right. Yeah. I'm, I walk about 155. Right, I try to stay right there. I'm trying to stay a little hefty this fight because I want it to be mostly water that I cut. Sure. Because I cut water like it, nothing. Like I could if I, if I went and worked out at 12 to 3 today, I would be under 150. I would just keep in mind. I just... It's been a whole different fight camp. Someone asked me the other day, like, how, I, what would you do different? I said, everything. <laughs> Did everything different for this fight. I, it's, it's a whole different system that we're running, a whole different practice. I'm listening to my coaches. I'm hearing them out. I, I got, Previously, you didn't? No, I didn't listen to nobody. You couldn't tell me nothing. I thought I just knew how to fight. Okay. But I, and I did. Like, don't get me wrong. I know how to fight. It's just what what was my biggest i was my biggest enemy i was my biggest supporter and my biggest enemy and i just i just didn't want to be told anything i just wanted to go out there and fight i just wanted to go fight for the all the wrong reasons you know and this time i'm just like okay like how do i go about doing this the right way and like I, i'm just listening to my intuition this time i'm doing like the like okay my, peyton hit me up about a month ago and he said hey you need to write out your whole month of july so I was like, you know what, that's a good idea. So I wrote out my whole month of July. I was like, what am I doing at 8 p.m. on Monday? What am I doing at 12 p.m. on Monday? And then I just went, copied and pasted. I said, that's my baseline. I have to do that. I have to do that right there. Like right now, I'm supposed to be running two miles. But right. I was like, you know what, we need a day. We need a day of rest. Because so, I got to judge it out too. Like what did, okay, maybe I didn't do this on Tuesday of last week, but I made up for it here Saturday, yesterday working out for three hours. So it's like. I'm finding that balance, and you know you can't always stick to the T on it, but you got to at least hit benchmark. You know, like, how do you prepare for a Division One wrestler? That you, that's all you really know about them. Well, are you, you practicing your wrestling, or are you doing almost like anti wrestling? So I saw something the other day that said, "How would a champ? If you were the champion, how would you beat you?" And obviously, wrestling has been my biggest downfall. Brian Haynes, Ryan Hutchinson, they all got underneath me. Okay. So it's like, okay, well, how do I keep people from getting underneath me? Well, let them start underneath me and get away from it. So, you know, I'm, we've got all these wrestlers, and then they're, we're doing the three ends one down, and just me for t- – no, I'm not going to express the times, but, like, they're just always on top of me. They're always making me work. They're always trying to keep pushing me because they don't really know how to throw hands that well, but they're grappling – is off the chain because they don't stop moving. And sure. that's what I want. I want some people that are going to keep pushing me, and I need three of them 
because I'll wear one out if it's just me and him. He, there's no way that they could match my cardio the way that how much I'm running, how much I'm uh, putting in that extra work. Because I do that practice with them, but that's solely for them to come in and put the pressure on me, like the cage work and then the center of the uh, cage. And we're doing a lot of a lot of that because we're expecting to wrestle, but we're also working on the striking. Because if we can put this boy on a jab and keep him out at a distance. I hope to God he shoots on Eli because Eli will strangle him unconscious. That's, that's, we we want him. Like, this is a good fight for Eli. I want Eli to fight a wrestler. Have you watched videos of him wrestling? Yeah, I have. I've I've seen just about everything I need to know about him. I know okay. he's going to come and he's going to try to put my head to the ground. Outside single. Outside single. And he's gonna try to. He's just gonna try to wrestle fuck me to death. But we're, we're prepared for that. That's what we've been doing this for so long. We've been fighting wrestlers our, our whole career. Like they'll just send a new one in after me. I'm like, well, if you look at Eli's record, like majority. I don't know. This is not a good fight for this guy. I don't know. You know, if they think they're gonna come in and outstrike him, mm. uh, because the, like it's not. It's not. A, you know, he he literally majority submissions. So right. you want to you want to come in and you think you're going to out wrestle a guy that it's like saying the wrestler is going to be the jujitsu guy. I mean, come on. Right. If I if I joke. went if I went at him and I was like, oh, let me shoot an outside single real quick. Obviously, that's just a sign of me trying. We're not to trying to pin each other here. It's a whole different game. Right. Eli's going to be elbowing him in the head. We got you know. punches, kicks, and everything it's, else, and you can't just do that in six months. I feel bad for the kid. Honestly, it's going to be. A- do you train elbows much? I visualize them, you know. Like I know when to throw them. You I, have elbow pads. Yeah, I have elbow pads, and I and I. But you just got we got you, the focal. Okay, so like I have like the way I section and the way I put it in my head is like I'm focused on like so when the wrestlers come in, I'm solely focused on the wrestling because I know they have something to teach me. Like I learn something new every day when I'm working with them. Wrestling we're training with you mean. Specifically, just specifically with those wrestlers. So, like when they're doing the cage work, I'm focused on wrestling with the cage, and then all right, think of my opportunities. Well, oh, oh, if he just grabs my hips, if he holds my hips down, and he just tries to hold me there, there's where the elbows come into play. I push on his head. I, I I'm like, oh, that's where the elbow comes, and it's just short elbows. Like I. I that's what um, Peyton's been working with me on it, and then I like like watching other fighters. How do they th- throw their elbows? Volkanovski, someone's perfect for me to watch because yeah. he's hit short, 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 short. You're just trying to get that little cut, nothing major. No, you're not. I mean, if you stop the fight, that's more power to you. But you're just trying to touch them, touch them. Get the blood in the eyes. I mean, it helps you out, right? Right. So it's like all, all those. Uh, it's like like when you're when it's like fight camp right now is like I'm thinking through. If okay, if I get stuck in this bad position, how do I remain calm and get to neutral? How do I get back to neutral? How do I do these things? And that's I think what is gonna show on August eleventh is like how I focused in and dialed in. Every, like when I go to boxing, all right, all right, man, he hit me with that. How do how do I get back to neutral? How do I get back? It's like, it's like and it's all it's all on the basic fundamentals. My whole camp is sound and fundamentally sound. No, all we're focused on fundamentals, nothing more, nothing less. Fucking basics wins fights, and that's how, that's that's how we're gonna go out. Peyton, you have a kickboxing match one uh, this Saturday coming up. Yep. What do we know about your opponent? What do you know? Uh, two and zero in uh, kickboxing. Yep. How old? Um, not exactly sure. How big? Uh, six three. Six three. So a little an inch taller. Yeah, we'll we'll be about the same size. So you saying you're six three? 
I don't know, where, ta- ta- where the tape measure at? <laughs> you're the you're the handyman. Where's the tape measure? Okay, okay. Um, what weight? Uh, one eighty five. Okay. Yeah, I typically fight. I like to say I fight at one seventy, but um, that'll you know I'll probably save that for most mixed martial arts matches when when the weight really does matter. Okay. Uh, so. And you're right. orthodox. He'd be switchy. I'm bystantual. <laughs> He'd be switchy. What do you, hand do you write with? My right hand. I'm I'm all right handed, but you're comfortable. I fight like hell out of, out of the southpaw stance. So yeah. your offense better southpaw or your defense worse or do you have any care to care to share anything about that? Um, you know I'm I'm tricky. I use it to trick. I okay. use it to mix it up. You know what I'm saying. Most people don't switch stances, so I find whenever I am, you know, sparring or you know fighting that. When I switch my stances, it it causes a pause and hesitation in there, you know. Sometimes when I I do real really low level kickboxing training, yeah. and when I switch, sometimes they just attack. Right. <laughs> my defense oh, southpaw. I'm like orthodox <laughs> switch, and then just I get fucked up. Exactly. I'm like, oh god, I need to go back to orthodox. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that shit. That's yeah. what I do. I do or, it. it, it uh, or okay. you like you just said, you already know it's gonna happen. Mm. So you anticipate you're baiting you, that, you, and then a big right hook. Maybe it's all bait, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all bait. That's all it is. Not, I can see that because okay. you got your strong right hand in the lead. All of a sudden, so I, as long as you know they're then going to attack. For some reason, that left hand's always there on right-handed fighters. Like if I'm southpaw, that left hand's always there, right over the shoulder. Um, and I feel like my jab's quicker and my hook's quicker. Sure, yeah, yeah, I'm right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it makes me think of why have I not always fought southpaw. But majority of my career has been orthodox, and um, I started implementing Southpaw in you know, about five years ago. And um, I just, you know, you throw a kick, and then you land with your right foot forward, and then you feel like a dummy because you're like, uh, okay, I got to switch. You know, that just never made me comfortable. I always wanted to be able to land, like throw a right kick, land with my right foot in front, and then box out of that Southpaw stance. It seems like people who are real good at managing where they're at in the cage, too, distance, are yeah. comfortable. Distance management. They're like, yeah. I'm going to corner this guy over here. They're comfortable a lot of times being yeah. orthodox or southpaw because they're not then, like, having to switch back and then try to control the Whoever cage. controls the distance wins the fight. If you watch Volkanovski fight, he controls it. Did you see him versus Yair last night? No, I haven't seen that yet. I, okay, I've watched Volkanovski fight Max Holloway three times, and I... I I was like, man, that looks about right. But last night when he was fighting Yair, it looked like Yair was fighting his little brother. It, it, it helps when you can, like, when they are when they want to go left, I can go southpaw. When they want to move right, I sure. can go orthodox. It, sure. It, there's more comfortability. It makes sense. Being able to be both ways. Makes sense. Bystantial. Yeah. Bystantial. Yeah. And, like, wrestlers, right? So you're taught as a right-handed person. To shoot with your right leg. Sure. That helps with the shot. Yeah. It's supposed to. So, allegedly. I mean, how do you know? Yeah. How do you know what? How do you know if like that's I your dominant? I mean, obviously, it's a good baseline. You if know, you, you just start them something. You just start them with one. You just That's what I feel But you don't know about it about others. Right, right. And are you thinking that, oh, he switched. Is he going to shoot? And then you get fucking punched in the face. Exactly. <laughs> because if you, I mean, uh, like. It has to be muscle memory. 15 to 20%. I'm just making some freaking number up. But, like. 20% of people are southpaw, we'll say. Sure. Like so that. that means 80% of the time you're fighting somebody that's right-handed. Why would I not mathematically want to fight left-handed? Okay. Because you see less punches coming from a left-handed fighter, and mm-hmm. I'm going to find gaps. I'm just lucky enough that I trained with all south. Like, uh, Terrell, he was 
Southpaw Jamal. We got a lot Southpaw. of left-handed guys at the time. Yeah, we had a lot of Southpaw left-handed Southpaws. boxers. And that was that's how I got. That's how I started. I was just I wasn't Southpaw. I was the only Orthodox. So when I started fighting Orthodox people, it was like, man, what what am I doing? Because so you were fi- sparring with a bunch of Southpaws. Southpaws like Jam- Jamal's Southpaw. Yep. Terrell, dude, this oh who's Terrell? Terrell is a he, ex boxer at our at our gym. He don't box. I, he could, but he just don't. He's he had the quickest hands I've ever seen. Maybe pro boxer. Just, yeah, I think so. No, Maybe high level amateur. Okay. High level amateur. Or regardless, very fast hands. Good oh, yeah. rounds for you guys for boxing. Oh yeah, dude. I, I mean, no telegraph in his punches, dude. I still remember the left hand that hit me to this day. I just <laughs> don't remember. If you go with an actual good boxer. And you're used to training with MMA guys a lot. You go with an actual like good boxer. Uh-huh. It's a little bit different. Right? It is. I I actually this guy from Cincinnati 100%. came down came down to the four one day and he he like he was like he was fighting for money too. But he he's like oh and four as a boxer. Like I was like man I'm always for the MMA. He's like I'm trying MMA. I was like you know what I should try boxing. <laughs> we were gonna but he's like man dude he was oh and four pro. Yeah oh and four. But when we got up and we started boxing. There's levels to boxing, and he he showed me a little bit of the levels. Like I mean, I got my legs in too. Like don't get me wrong, I hit him, but the amount of times he hit me and the amount of times I hit him, he bop, 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 and just oh, pieced me up. Yeah, I just got a text. But, but, we but yeah. we get some guys at House of Warrior Boxing Gym. We have three three Cubans right now who oh, were man. previously on the U uh, the Cuban national team, so like the Olympic team. Oh man! So if you're like want to see the difference in uh, someone who just started boxing in their 30s, me, yeah, <laughs> versus fucking trying to touch. Even this guy who fights at like 108. Yeah. Oh, man. Like fucking can't do anything. Yeah. This fucking guy. And he's bouncing around like Lomo around different angles. I want no part of, of that kid, man, that's, dude. I, I love that style, man. Um, and that's that's me. I'm, I like to... I like to move, you know, I like to have a little bit of that Taekwondo bounce, a little okay. bit of the karate style, but I can also stand firm and fucking chop your leg like a TIE fighter. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I like to be multi. It's called MMA. It's called MMA. Yeah, man. I mean, there's just, uh, there's holes in everything. You just sure. Find them. You oh, yes. Yeah. So just boxing right. would have plenty of holes. Back, right. back to Ankle the, pick. Uh, or like stance, like um switching stances and throwing a punch at the same time. Mm. Boxers don't ever see that. That's the only thing I can really hit on these oh, guys. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, because they don't see it. Sure. Right? And so that's that's really all I, I try and emulate is just the and the unorthodox style. Like, you, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not standing here like this. You're not ever going to see that from me. I mean, maybe Tight. for like 10 seconds. Maybe like, next weekend I'll when you're here. doing kickboxing. No. Okay. I'm moving. I'm, because... I'm trying to cause confusion. I'm trying to make you pause, trying to make you hesitate, and I'm going to find the gap. You know what I'm saying? A lot of feints. What happened in the Trevor Peak fight? <sighs> Are we going to be honest? Yeah, honesty well, uh, is, right. as well, we established happened? earlier, what honesty ha- is. What happened was. <laughs> Could this it, go south? No, no, no. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with it right now. Well, uh, Trevor Peak. Let, let me say how. Well, I, have a, I had a bad. I had a great weight cut, but a bad ref. Okay. Oh yeah, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings the night before, dog, and crushed food. We all threw up after after I because I fought uh, Nick that well. Yeah, we we put on freaking uh, you know twelve pounds of greasy ass food. Buffalo Wild Wings, but then, no, Trevor Peaks a dog, dude. I mean, did you see his? Have you seen his US? He doesn't fight any different, dude. He's got he's, heart determination, he's unknockoutable. 
Oh, he got a big ass head. You can on see him. he does have a big ass head and neck, and he just keeps moving forward, dude. And that, I mean, that's that's hard to deal with. That, uh, that's just well. The reason why I'm saying we're being honest is the drug. We 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 might have heard that there might have been some drug testing that night, and we might partake in the consumption of marijuana. I tried uh, it a couple times in high school. I'm familiar. Yeah, and so you know, is. you the last thing you want to do is sell 50 tickets, and then you get drug test for you know weed you know i was a kid of course you know so i was still doing that kind of stuff uh but uh you um you know you you want to do these things to maybe like dodge these drug tests and you might hear some theories on the internet and you might take some things that you might think make you want Talk to about pass the, sh- the test sure gels stuff <laughs> like from, from oh, dude, dmc stuff like that you take like a detox i've heard there's like a Citrus something you take gels. something along those lines yeah yeah so you were doing stuff specifically to pass well, a test that you didn't even never even got exactly and then you're like oh god i feel like shit oh, no, you gotta fight exactly. yeah okay. you get fucks exactly. your stomach okay. um that's and so not even this is not even an excuse i mean i gassed out clearly um, and just, you know, at some point in the fight, you're like, I'm telling my hands to get up, but they're not going up. Oh, for sure. And, uh, you know, it, it just happens. It yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, every, I can't imagine that fight was again. all gas, no breaks. Yeah, uh, and just, to learn from that lesson, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that again. Uh, I wouldn't eat B-dubs, you know, whenever if, no. if there's any, uh, you know, fighters listening that, uh, when you get off the scale, you got one more day of eating clean. Yeah, for you don't sure. jump off the scale and eat like shit. You go eat some fettuccine alfredo, really? some chicken alfredo, something, some carbs, carbs. For you. yeah. But just don't eat like shit. Not pizza. Okay. Um, this kid came up to me, but we're going to I, eat pizza. After ideally, weigh-ins. ideally, as an amateur, also um, maybe avoid fighting a future successful UFC fighter while you're an amateur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad because <laughs> no, uh, he's a fucking stud. As right? your second amateur fight, he That's did have. Crazy. I think at the time he had like six fights. Well, yeah. six and zero. Oh. No, that? I think he was like, he might have been. Yeah, I mean, oh, he's undefeated. No, as an amateur, I think he's he undefeated. was like, I think he was three and two. Oh, was, was he? he? Yeah, just, I'm curious because that is interesting. I've kept that in the back of my mind. Is that that's your only loss, right? Yep. And so we don't really know what kind of ceiling you have. Still, am I? Am I? Am I um, blowing smoke? Is that what kind of ceiling do you have? Whatever. What's yeah, that mean? I mean. <laughs> Whatever God's got in store, we'll say. Uh, right, Trevor Peak at that point is an amateur. I think I'm. Yeah, he had lost twice. Oh, really? So he was at that point. He was two and two. You yeah. accepted a fight against a two and two amateur from from Alabama. Yeah, I nothing about. Yeah. Wow. Maybe and David I, Clark. And I only had that one thirty second fight with Robert. Lost David Clark. I was supposed to fight David Clark. Were you David Clark's three and one pro? So I mean. These are some yeah, good. Look, oh, I see down. that canceled about 2020. He got COVID. I beat up his buddy. Tevin Brown, now 5-2 and two pro. I mean, he lost to a couple guys. You know, I MMA mean, is interesting. Then you hit your stride. Yeah. He, he, or your your buddy owns a fucking uh, MMA. promotion and starts giving you fights. You know what I'm Okay, yeah. Um, round one, round one. <laughs> They're all in the first 30 seconds. Or you're just tough as fuck. And... Is, do you know Trevor Peak well? Mm-mm. No. I mean, obviously, I follow him now, and um, I know, like, his story and stuff. I mean, he's got a UFC one, so. Yeah, that's substantial. As said, yeah. baby. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Yeah. Um, Did, what, what happened in that most recent one last month? Did he get wrestle-fucked? 
No, he was just a close fight, and the dude just out. I think he did get wrestled. Did he? He did get wrestled. Yeah, like he was winning. He was winning the rounds. Like yeah, like he. But Trevor fought hard. They said he said it was. They said it was a really. But good. But he's a stud, man. Clearly, I mean, you see it on Instagram. He went down to fifty five too. Mm. Okay, yeah, he's only five nine, listed at five nine. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's yeah, I, I don't know what kind of ceiling I've got, and I can't really tell you because that's why I need I need coaches and I need, um, I need people that know what they're looking at to tell me. Right. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, um, do you have that in place now? Well, let's see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't expect to go to the NFL playing for a team that doesn't have prior NFL players. Fair. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? So at some point you may decide to make a pro debut, maybe we see you relocate. Potentially, or, you know, outsource training. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you definitely, because there's nobody around for them. Like, I mean, it's a, you have to have the training partners to be able to. My main know. training partner is Trent Knott, and he trains with Chase or whatever. Yeah, so it's so, when you're when so. when you can't put that. I mean, you can, you don't want to build yourself up on false confidence, and right. so for, Kentucky's so small, man. I mean, when you, uh, you can start beating everybody up, and then it's like, okay, then you go somewhere else and realize, like, oh shit, maybe I really wasn't that. You know, I can get you a good boxing round with a six three Cuban guy. Yeah. That'd help. That would definitely it's help. Just boxing, and then like, Port- a headache, but, yeah. and then Portland too. <laughs> Yep. Or, oh shit! Yes, you yeah, do have P3, some some yeah. good, but but still, it, but people, you want to be training with actual people in Bellator, PFL, UFC. Yeah, and it's you not need only, rounds with that in your weight class, different exactly. southpaw look of a, no disrespect to anything that we got here. That's fair. It's just it's just the swamp. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it's just you know. You go down to Coconut Creek or something, exactly, and you've got okay. Well, this is someone in your weight class. He's won three fights in the UFC. I need to touch somebody but he's that's a been there, done that to know how right. how where I can be. And you know preferably someone who's been there, done that recently or right now, that yeah. type of stuff. That makes sense. And then there's coaches that, you know, have that bring guys up that can take you from, you know, one or two pro fights. So, like, okay, I know what kind of fight we're going to take next and can kind of, like, strategize the actual fight. Is that going to happen with you, you think? You're going to yeah. make a pro debut at some point? If you Definitely. had to guess, at what age? You're 25. Um, I turned 26 in September, 26, 27. I okay, mean, within the next couple of years. Hopefully, man. I'm not. I'm not trying to bullshit around. I mean, trying to go to the UFC. It's like it's like now you got time, never. but you ain't got that much. Time, sure. You know? Right. Yeah. Chris yeah. Curtis did it in a pretty cool way. Yeah. What, what did he? he was 34 when he got in or yeah. something, yeah. and he, oh, yeah. he he started winning. So you know, and with with that being said, like, and that's where it's you know I need somebody. A lot of, I'm clearly athletic. A lot of what I need is um, maybe the mental guidance. You Ooh. know what I'm saying? I need somebody to look at me and, and tell me that I am, you know, of that caliber. Because I can bullshit myself. Ooh. I can tell myself I'm great, right? Back to the honesty thing. Yeah. And then, you know, you go out there and you get starched. I mean, that could just happen to anybody, though. Yeah. That's fucking, it just happens, dog. It Fighting. was crazy Fight. seeing Nathan Manis come up, and then he got matched up with Umar. Umar, and like, yeah. And the it's fuck? like, what the what, fuck, Yeah, dude? yeah, yeah. There's dude, levels to the, all this shit. Absolutely, dude. And, and so, you know, you want to be around people that, that know those levels, recognize those levels, maybe even establish those levels. Sure. You're like, well, I know I can go mentally, too. If you're preparing for a fight against someone in the UFC at 185, you're like, well, I know... I've been sparring with the guy that beat him yep. for a year. Exactly. Something, or at least 
That's fought him or that type of stuff. That makes yeah. sense. Where you're mentally then like, I know I've got that. Exactly. Doesn't mean I'm going to win, but I know this. You yeah, got a, a, sure. a foundation, not yeah. based on faith or something. It's based on a fight's a substance. fight. I'm not trying to have. I'm not trying to go in with blind and ignorant confidence. I want to just uh, be, you know, as as confident, as prepared, and you know, I'm I'm seeing it as a as a you know a, an opportunity, right? And you don't want to, uh, you know. Even playing adult league baseball, I'm trying to go to the batting cages and get better at hitting the baseball. Right? It's why is that? It's because I just I want to do good. You know, right. I'm I'm uh, hitting people up that I know are are better. Okay. Well, guys, I want to thank both of you for coming on the show. Before we wrap things up, I don't know. You have social media plugs. What What would you like to mention? You both got fights coming up. Yep. Uh, I'm fighting this Saturday. Um, I got Instagram at Peyton, P-A-Y-T-O-N, Handyman Hughes. Um, you know, if you want to follow the construction page, that's H-D-C Bluegrass. And uh, uh, Yeah, I'm fighting Eli Mefford, uh, August. No, no, Eli Mefford. <laughs> Eli Mefford fighting In a way, Eli maybe Mefford. you are. Yeah. You're competing with yourself. Yeah, no, I am fighting myself. myself. Yeah, yeah, in a way. A, the only person you can, the only person that can beat you is you. But uh, I'm fighting August 11th. Michael Blockus. Michael Block versus Michael Blockus um, for Bellator 298 up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, if you want to follow me at Eli.Mefford on Instagram or just look me up on Facebook, I got you. Yep. I love it. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on. Of course, thank everyone for tuning in. We'll have another episode out soon.